Hey, I bet y'all want to know what's going to go on on the Robert Scott Bell Show today. I'll give you a little sneak preview, let you know what's happening. Uh, we've got Dr. Michael Carfeld on. We've got a major event, an online event coming up that uh, he's uh, put together, and I'm part of that. We want you to know it's a couple of weeks or so away before we will officially uh, let you know, but we'll unofficially let you know what's happening. Good stuff happening. Uh, let's see. We got um, energy production. Not, not not at the mitochondrial level at this point, although I like to talk about that. What about if you don't want a smart meter as it relates to, well, the things that come off of that smart meter that you don't like? Maybe that maybe they should call the Girl Scouts because apparently there's a new 5G badge. That's coming up. Uh, also, uh, claims that vaccines don't cause autism. Apparently, that's now actually disinformation. Uh, Jeremy Hammond has written an extensive article on that. And uh, we have Dr. Todd Frisch, Why the Face, this book here. WTF, Why the Face. This guy's amazing what he has developed or helped build on uh, a facial identification kind of not like uh, recognition from a spy agency scenario, but from a therapeutic and diagnostic tool perspective, looking at the face and what does it tell us? We're going to have a good time with Dr. Todd Frisch and Dr. Carfeld today on the Robert Scott Bell Show. But first, there's news out of Florida. DeSantis strikes again. Big Pharma might be a little nervous. We'll talk about that as well. Thanks for being here. Share the show. Go on over to robertscottbell.com slash listen for the chat room. We'll see what's going on there as well. And let's get this healing party started. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert show. Scott Bell Show. But I almost want to play a, a you know breaking news theme uh, we've had from time to time here uh, because this information that I hadn't planned to cover, uh, I just viewed about two-thirds of it. There was a big, uh, I, I wouldn't call it a press conference. It was kind of like a, you know, you get all the experts together, kind of like what Ron Johnson has been doing at the senatorial level, bringing people in to uh, give testimony on the dangers, the adverse events, the deceptions, of the COVID jabs. Uh, apparently it was either this morning or yesterday that governor Ron DeSantis just said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to impanel a grand jury and we're going to, we're going to look into this. I'm going to see what the, he's not using terms like fraud yet, but clearly we know fraud, deception, everything else has been involved in the promotion of these COVID jabs. And he uh, impaneled a, a, a large discussion group scientists, doctors, some of whom we've featured on the show here, and also the victims of the, the vaccine adverse events. And yeah, there's always going to be some of those docs that are, are going to want to say, I'm not anti-vax, but this one's bad. Even though there are many doctors are looking back at the entirety of the vaccine schedule prior to mRNA shots and go, you know, there's a problem there too. We were lied to about a lot of that. But suffice it, let's put that, suffice it to say, let's put that aside for the moment and hear a minute clip of Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida announcing what he's intending to do at the state level to be able to get information that unless you get a you know grand jury able to subpoena, uh, you might not ever get this kind of information out. So uh, go ahead and run that clip. We'll be able to get the data whether they want to give it or not, uh, because in Florida, you know, it is against the law to mislead and to misrepresent, particularly when you're talking about the efficacy of a drug. Uh, we see just the other uh, just recently, Florida got three point two billion through legal action against those responsible for the opioid crisis. And so it's not like this is something that's unprecedented. So today uh, I'm announcing a, a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a statewide grand jury 
to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. And we anticipate that we will get the approval for that. Uh, that will be something that will be impaneled, most likely in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, and that will come with legal processes that will be able uh, to get more information and to bring legal accountability for those who committed misconduct. Well, and then that is the question here. Uh, is like why, if some of you might say, well, why is he doing that? What, what difference will it make? I know there's a lot of cynicism out there. Granted, here's the article. DeSantis calls for Florida grand jury to investigate the so-called coronavirus vaccine or vaccines for wrongdoing. And what he's, you know, he's right about and accurate about a lot of the information that we'd like to get, you, you just can't ask for it. You, I mean, you can ask, they're going to go denied. Excuse me, I got to sneeze. <laughs> well, good timing on that one. Ah, I feel much better now. That was great. Uh, so uh, I'm looking at, uh, you know, th this reality, this, this something that's different that's happening here. I mean, you could even do a Freedom of Information Act request, and we've seen some of those occur uh, with a lot of redactions or delays, et cetera. And I'm not saying it would be instant with a, a grand jury being impaneled, but it is significant because as you might suspect, maybe you feel like you are 100% certain, and I probably would back in that, that there is a lot of lies and deception that have a, that has occurred surrounding the COVID jabs getting them on, including the attack on physicians, many of them friends of ours, who dared to speak out against the narrative, you know, and mentioned things like we're having a hundred percent cl clinical success rate with what name it, you know, iv ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, different uh, mineral supplements, etc. And you know, what what was their crime that they were attacked for that? Well, the crime was you were going to put or curtail the possibility of these COVID jabs from ever hitting the artificial emergency use authorization market. They needed to deny every possible treatment. Had to, 100% had to shut it down or else these shots would not exist. Certainly not in, a, in, in the way that they exist now in an artificial, as I said, marketplace and or semi-approved, if you will, by the FDA when it comes to community and I don't know spike backs if that's on the list, but when they went through the ACIP committee at CDC and they went, yeah, go ahead. Prior to that, again, all of these uh, the jabs were basically deceived into existence. And, th and there's still layers of deception that we don't know fully. And this, perhaps, this grand jury impanelment in Florida could get to the bottom of some of these things. So this is another good thing that DeSantis is doing. Now, I, this is not me going, I'm 100% endorsing DeSantis for everything, all the time, everywhere. But I acknowledge, as we do here, critical thinking skills intact. When somebody does something we agree with, we're going to say it. You know, even if, good Lord, if Biden did one thing right, we go, oh, okay, that was a good thing. <laughs> it's not about the personality, even if we uh, will take them to task when they do the wrong thing, of course. So that's big news. Now, uh, on another front, we have an article here about the Girl Scouts. And I remember back in Florida when we were there, my daughter growing up, and she was in, what, what are the what are the pre-Girl Scouts things? They have these various things at different ages. And, you know, the most distasteful thing that we had to do one year when she was part of it is somehow you had to sell these Girl Scout cookies. And Super Dom's going to be mad at me. Oh, Bluebirds, they were called. I don't know if that was a Bluebird, what she was. But anyway, it was just one of those things leading to Girl Scouts. And maybe she was actually old enough to be in the Girl. I don't remember. It's probably too traumatic for me because of the Girl Scout cookies. 
You're saying, Robert, what, what, why is that traumatic, the Girl Scout cookies? Because they're made with genetically engineered ingredients, okay? I'm sorry. I'm not. Look, if your daughter is in the Girl Scouts, this is not a direct assault and attack on your daughter. I'm just saying the cookies already were not great, although a lot of you like them. They're kind of yummy. Well, I know why people eat them and like it. It's a sugar <laughs> thing. In but, fact, here in Oregon, I remember there was a, a news story where uh, a Girl Scout troop mm -hmm. set up a table right outside of a cannabis dispensary. Oh, we covered that story. That was that's late, right. Late I mean, talk about brilliant marketing. Perfect right? marketing. I mean, that's look, right. if you want to win the prize for selling the most cookies, set up out of a can <laughs> right there at the cannabis dispensary, and uh, make sure they uh, all sampled it on the way in. Not the Girl Scouts, but those that were there. And yeah, you'll sell a lot of cookies. But I, I I bring that up because it's not like they're pure as the driven snow in terms of the organization. They take money from uh, and 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 utilize uh, substances that I would not necessarily consume now. Granted, I didn't know this my whole life, so it's not like I've never had a Girl Scout cookie growing up. Oh, come on. You got to admit, the, the Samoas are pretty good. Samoas? Yeah. What are those? Are those the rippled chocolate on top of it? Is I that think the ones? So. I can't That's remember. That's what I'm, I'm those are the, I guess the good ones. All right. But again, over time, the genetic engineering of ingredients, and you're using these, these innocent little girls to sell stuff that is just Clear. It's one thing. All right. It's sugar. It's okay. Now add the GMO issue in. No, come on. We can't start there. So now we got this uh, article in the Defender covering the fact that uh, this is a ProPublica revelation that a telecom giant out of Sweden, Ericsson, I think they used to make cell phones as well. Yep. Uh, they have gone to the Girl Scouts in exchange for, uh, I don't know, promoting the wonders of 5G. There's a new patch that they sponsored. You want to see what the patch looks like? Yeah. I, I found the pet. This is what it looks like here. Seriously? This That's is it? Good. Yep. So they have Ericsson patches and bitten Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Girl Scout cookies, yes. 5G-IOT. I'm not sure what the IOT is. Do you know what that the means? IOT stands for Internet of Things. Oh, gosh, darn it. It's a technical and, term. And the Girl Scout something or other. And this is from the uh, Girl Scouts in New Jersey. That's right. What that stands for. And, and so tell me how... Um, utilizing the Girl Scouts to promote the wonders of, of uh, speaking of de deleterious effects, may be a contributing carcinogen. We've got Dr. Michael Carfelt joining us momentarily, and he's a naturopathic uh, oncologist. That might be something he might want to add into the mix. But you want another badge? You want all those badges, don't you, when you're in it? If you're in it all the way, you're like, oh, man, I can get a 5G patch. What do you got to do? You got to promote the wonders of fifth generation wireless technologies that could be causing a lot of illness, not just in old people, but everybody across the age spectrum, including these girls. And, you know, the younger that you are, the less you have in terms of, uh, let's say, tissue development, maybe protective aspects of your skeletal system, if there's a little bit there, arguably. But these children are much more vulnerable, in many cases, to this fifth generation wireless technology. I and I realize when I say 5G, we've covered this before. 5G is not one thing. It's that generation. Within that generation, there's a lot of different things, including the 5G, let's say, little short towers, because they're like millimeter wave technology. They don't travel far, so they have to have them every, you know, very close to where you are. And we've seen pictures. Again, I haven't validated the pictures. I saw one that was so dramatic where they had this 5G-type lamppost. One side of the tree that was next to it was completely dead. The other side of that tree looked completely alive and vital. I don't know. Again, these are extreme scenarios manifesting, but 
there's enough, I believe, scientific validation to the harmful effects on the ability of the cells to regenerate. In other words, in the presence of these wireless technologies, particularly these signals, the closer you are, the more in proximity you are, your cells lose the capacity to regenerate significantly. And of course, that's a problem. And if you have remediation technologies, one of the ways you can measure that they're legit is if you measure the rate of regenerative capacities of cells being exposed to, if you will, those fields that are negative, and yet having the body able to be resilient enough to regenerate at or near optimal levels. I just throw that out as a consideration. So um, this is not me bashing the Girl Scouts. It's just an acknowledgement that once again, these organizations are willing to sell out for money and badges. Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. Where's the Girl Scout saying that? <laughs> of course, it's the whole basis of uh, uh, scouting to get all those badges on the way up to. I don't know what's the equivalent of an Eagle Scout. Do they have that for girls too? I don't know. Maybe somebody out there knows. But anyway, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show, covering lots of ground today, lots of territory, lots of healing and help and health. And uh, as I said, Dr. Todd Frisch is going to join us hour two. We're going to talk about why the face, his book, also facial diagnostic uh, techniques, fast, fascinating. And, and he, he put me through it. He's got a new app out for doctors out there that want to tap into this. It's fantastic. It'll shortcut a lot of the things that, um, you know, you might have experience in with dealing with, but anything that can make your ability to help people more efficient, I think that's a good thing. And then uh, uh, we'll talk about Trinity School of Natural Health updates for the new year. The CNHP and CHHP courses starting up January 9th of 2023. So with that, we have an upcoming event I want to tell you about. And here to do so is the guy that's initiated that event, Dr. Michael Carfeld from the Carfeld Center. And uh, here he is. Michael, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm excited to hang here with you. Yeah, see, do, do, do we get free cookies out of this? or what? what? <laughs> no, you don't want all, these cookies. All, all of a sudden, I got hungry. <laughs> yes, I know. This is why I'm not supposed to talk food on Fridays when I fast, but it's okay. It's a Tuesday. But the idea is to eat food, even if it's a kind of a junky, sweet kind of treat food, that's not genetically engineered. That's not loaded with toxic pesticides. I mean, I think that's reasonable to enjoy things in life, including a sweet treat from uh, now and again. But I'm just maybe orthorexic, and so am I, uh, regarding ingredients. I think it matters. Well, I mean, and, and the thing is that, you know, there, there are plenty of delicious things out there that are, are good and healthy, doesn't need to have this. Yeah, manipulated corn syrup, this genetically modified ingredients that's gonna mess with your whole gut, you know, where your whole immune system is, and that you know is connected to your blood-brain barrier. So here you have these young, uh, young girls. You know, they, that that's a future of. I mean, a, a girl has like three generations of you know inside of her, and and so here you're gonna have them then. You know, eating this this garbage and and push this type of garbage and then have a five G badge, you know, to mess with the nervous system, the brain, and oh, that's insane. So, I mean, these are the reasons why I'm I'm so excited about the the upcoming event that we're doing. Yeah, you know, the uh, the regenerative regenerative medicine summit that's going to be yeah. airing uh, January 10th through 17th. And we we have like the the best of the best. I mean, these if you're interested in regenerative medicine, what you need to know and what to do, then this is the place to be. And the reason is, I was fascinating. I was over at the the A4M. Oh, uh, you were there for that. They had a conference, yeah, you know, this this last weekend. Yeah. 
and we're talking about yeah you know, we're we're living longer i mean we people didn't deal with either, with all these degenerative conditions because they died earlier and so people live longer but now we have people dealing with dementia and alzheimer's sure. and neurological conditions so yes we live longer but how do we live longer you know, yes what's, what's the status of our brain and all these things so that's why these this type of information is crucial because mm -hmm. we want to maximize health we want to maximize regeneration and that's why we have experts like yourself uh, talking about all the cool things that are out there that we can do to make sure we we don't you know fill our bodies with corn syrup and GMOs and yeah. and fry our brains with 5Gs and all these kind of things. So yeah, it's it's gonna it's it's a, it's gonna be awesome. Thematically, you know, over the years I've been doing this, more and more discussion has gone this way to regenerative medicine or regenerative methods, if you will. And as we talk about what is it like to be young and vital and healthy, we talk about the ability of the body to regenerate faster than it degenerates. And in the in the throes of all of these assaults, now add in COVID jabs, et cetera, we've got a disaster of man's making, not God's making. And, you know, you go to the A4M conference, that's anti-aging medicine for many years. And uh, many of my friends were there. I, I was uh, not there this weekend. I'm glad you were there as well to talk about what's what's going on out there. But the discussion we had as well, talking about innovation. And a lot of it is kind of ancient too. It's not like everything's about the latest technology to save us from the latest technology, which I'm into technology. It's kind of cool. I acknowledge that, but there's so much. And I can't wait to see the other interviews you did because I, I remember we had a great discussion uh, leading into this uh, event. Yeah. Yeah. We're I, I actually, yeah. I mean, we're going to be talking about like nitric oxide, going to talk about hyperbaric, about ozone therapies, about, microdosing using psychedelics you know, in a smaller dose uh sleep how you can use sleep to battle cancer you uh, i mean it the, the lineup is is just tremendous of all the the cool things that we have and you're you're absolutely right in regards to and i see that in my own profession i've been doing you know what i do for about 35 years so and it, it's interesting to see how the old things that i used to learn you know like sits bath and all yeah, uh, all these kind of old techniques, how they are recycling again and how powerful they are in, in the stressors that we're dealing with right now to kind of bring the body back to balance and, and support you know, our body to eliminate these toxic you know, substances that are just clogging up our cellular function and, and being able then to activate circulation and boost the immune system and all these different things. Yeah. Take like the, the cold plunges, you know, that, that, that we do. Yeah, they, these were, I'm a Swedish guy. So that was the thing that we did. We sat in a sauna and then we jumped in, yeah, cold ocean, you know. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I, I did that once. Uh, it wasn't thrilling, but I, I hear that as we learn more about why it's beneficial, you can maybe sell some people on it that are not liking cold at all. But I, I was remembering Canada, a friend of mine had like a, a sweat lodge, like a Native American type sweat lodge where we're in there sweating. And then you go out, in the middle of winter into the into the snowbank and you just throw yourself into the snowbank and just you're hot enough and you can handle it as opposed to just i don't know if you're cold already and you jump into a cold thing that doesn't sound appetizing at all <laughs> no yeah no it's I, I agree with you yeah we we we're i guess we're wusses yeah we we did the sauna first yeah so we could handle the no, cold I, I, yeah. I will go along with that wuss technique and be okay with it that's just yeah yeah dr carfeld you're you're a naturopathic oncologist 
which some would say, well, that's kind of an oxymoron because, you know, oncologists are all allopathic. And the thing is, when you go to an allopathically trained oncologist, they'll often say, we don't know why you got this bad luck, bad genes. We might pay a little lip service to your diet, but not really. And then they'll give you toxic poison or radiate you all things that do cause cancer. And then tell you not to take the things that would protect your healthy cells from the onslaught of chemo and or radiation like selenium. So how is it that you are doing what you're doing for so long? Is it because you started in Sweden and you come to America and as a naturopath, you can tackle cancer subjects and actually, let's say, educate your your people coming to you to saying, well, I actually know what is, these are the various causes of cancer as opposed to most oncologists. Yeah, and I mean, the, the view on, on cancer and what is causing cancer uh, is, I mean, we, we've been battling this. I mean, we, we had the uh, Nixon declared war on cancer uh, like 50 years ago. And after about 100 plus billion dollars that has been invested into this, yeah, we're, we're not even we're not even close to being closer. I mean, we a person taking you know, benefit or using traditional care, maybe they will have an improvement in about 3% of the cases. And what's interesting is that people live about, you know, a little bit less than three months longer using traditional care than if they did nothing. So it means that whatever direction that we've been going tr- with you know, regular oncology for the last 50 years, it, it's not working. Yeah, so we, we need to have a different direction, different way to look at things. And that's what naturopathy, looking mm-hmm. at the body as a whole, and then looking at uh, normal cellular function. Why is the cancer cell, uh, why is the normal cell becoming uh, cancerous? Mm-hmm. And we are recognizing more and more that it is a metabolic dysfunction. I mean, the, the cellular function at the core of it is its ability to produce energy. And the mitochondria, which is the, the kind of the energy factory of the cell, that is the one that does that. So we have all these toxins, we have all these chemicals, we have lack of nutrients, we have you know, a, a inflammatory uh, substances, we have you know, that, that creates inflammation in the cell wall memory. So we have all these different things. We have oxygen, uh, you know, lack of oxygen because we're not out in nature, we're not exercising, we're... Uh, and we're stressing, so we're shallow breathers. And so all these different factors add up to that the cell then recognize that I'm not getting what I need to be able to function appropriately. You know, I'm not able to do what I need to do on a daily basis. So I need to shift gear. And so then the cell says, hey, I mean, this normal way of producing energy is not working. I'm gonna shift over here and then I'm gonna use, I got plenty of sugar, you know, cause a lot of people, they. That, that's their standard diet now is, is the amount of sugar and corn syrup and all that. It, it's like that becomes the, the main staple and the cancer cells. I got a lot of this. So let's start fermenting this uh, and produce energy that way. So it's actually a way for the cancer cell. It's reverting back to like an old programming that used to be there uh, before we even have the mitochondria in the cell. Because the mm-hmm. mitochondria, believe it or not, is kind of a later evolutionary step, so to say. It's a bacteria that existed outside of us that we became infected by and we recognize, hey, this this is a good symbiotic relationship. So we'll let the the bacteria stay there and it became our mitochondria. But yeah, you know, dealing with cancer, then we are, you know, the the cell is then shifting back to the programming that it had 
prior to the mitochondria being there because the mitochondria mm -hmm. is so dysfunctional. So as a nature path, uh, my job is then to obviously fix what is then uh, not working within the cell to support normal physiological function within the cell, and then also utilizing natural agents uh, that we can then uh, support the body's ability to clear out these cancer cells because they're not supposed to be there. You know, right. we, we're supposed to have a normal apoptotic you know, event, and, sure. and that's not happening. Well, and I think the sustained cancer growth and metastasis, that's the what we call the abnormal metabolic or, or dysfunction that has occurred, whereas uh, arguably at any given point in time, there can be rogue cells that you can consider cancer cells, but they're pretty much neutralized and eliminated like nothing in a healthy body for the most part. And, you know, I've had some brilliant scientists on talking about some high-level um, uh, chromosomal issues, genetic issues. And, you know, the thing over the years we were told it's a genetic thing, cancers, bad luck, bad genes, et cetera. And they give a little bit of a uh, shrift to, but a short shrift to the environment, you, you know, the diet, the lifestyle, all of that. But they love for you to all believe you're victims of cancer. Therefore, they can come in with something so terrifying like chemo that can kill a healthy person in some cases and often can do that. Uh, it could kill, obviously, a cancer patient. So you die of the treatment rather than the disease, so, so to speak. And uh, I look at, I just remember a, a, a book, um, let's see, Harvey Bialy, PhD, Harvey Bialy wrote a book, uh, I think it's Cancer, Aneuploidy, and AIDS, but it was aneuploidy. This is a uh, you know high-level scientific term talking about chromosomal abnormalities. But it, you could stop there and go, see, see, it's genetic, chromosomal abnormalities. Then you go, wait a second, what caused the chromosomal abnormalities? And then we come back again to the environment, toxic poisons nutrient or mineral deficiencies, and then even emotional and mental stresses and other things that compound that because it's all energy man manifesting as material, if you will. Uh, and, and, and that's a different way because it's completely then within our power to correct the deficiency, to correct the imbalance and dysfunction based on what we identify or find with your, you know, someone like yourself that helps people say, Hey, let's look at your lifestyle. Let's look at your exposures. Let's look at your belief systems and emotions and all of that and say it's body, mind, and spirit. And what manifests physically is not the cause. It's the symptom of everything that preceded it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so, and, and people forget that. I mean, they think that the tumor just exists in isolation. It, it exists within a, a system and you need to look at the system as a whole, even though you remove that tumor, you know, the issue is still going to be there. You know, it's that whatever created it, it's still going to be there. It's not going to go anywhere. So you need to address what are some of the underlying factors. And if you want to then go after kind of shrink tumors, there, there are a lot of safe, natural ways to do things. I mean, you have, you know, we do like the Kelly protocol here, you know, which is a, a heavy dose of, of pancreatic enzymes that helps to kind of break down that's that protection of the tumor we we do uh, a photodynamic therapy where you in, infuse an, a, a photosensitizing agent into the system and that collects in the tumor cells and then you use high power lasers you know, both intravenous and also external you know, to trigger oxidation within the cancer cell to to support apoptosis so you can do these safe natural things along with then looking at the root cause and looking at you know what what were the drivers so and that's the thing with cancer it's, it's a it's a multi-prong 
mm -hmm. complex disorders. So you can't just go after it in one way. You've got to look at it through a, a system of things and address it in a, as a system uh, rather than in, in, in other ways. I, I got to ask, because, you know, obviously Super Don's thinking about this. I'm reading his mind. Did you say we can we can like do, use nano sized sharks with laser beams? <laughs> in the body exactly. it's a little, little star war thing yeah so there's some cool things where we yeah. actually yeah we we have one technique that we do it's a it's a platelet derived nanoparticle delivery system so we use then the platelets from an individual then we can load them with di different photosensitizers or mistletoe or mm -hmm. uh, if we want to yeah whatever agent we want to drive towards a tumor we can load that into the platelets and then we nominize them. So we do a filtration, microfiltration uh, process that makes them very tiny. And what's cool with these platelets is that they're driven towards an area of inflammation. Uh, and tumor is a highly inflammatory environment. So mm -hmm. these will then be attracted to that uh, environment of the tumor, then offload whatever it is that we loaded into them. Yeah, if it is a photosensitizer to make sure that we trigger more oxidation or mistletoe to activate the immune system in the area or, you know, what, whatever it may be that we want to load, artisanate or curcumin or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, which is really cool. We're having fun with it over here. Dr. Carville, part of what's amazing about you, and I'm, I'm thinking you're probably hiding out in the in the wilds of Sweden from the authorities because you're talking about things that actually work. They're innovative. Yet you are in the United States. People can come see you at your clinic. We'll talk more about that. And I, I got to ask, how is that environment to provide for patients something that they truly desire that is more, again, holistically supportive of their res restoration of function rather than destructive and hoping that, well, we uh, we destroy the cancer before we destroy you, that kind of concept. Because it's quite different when you look at naturopathy and its impact and in interaction with the body. Yet we know of the deck stacked against naturopathy or natural methods of addressing cancer. So tell me a little bit about your journey interacting with this world that says you should not exist. You can't do what you do. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And and the key is always you, you gotta you gotta walk that line. I mean, you 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 have to. Um, so obviously, no one can say that they can cure cancer. You know, I and and I don't I don't believe that I cure cancer. I believe that the God-given innate immune system and intelligence that exists within the individual, that is what cures cancer. There is, there's you know, nothing else, not what I do. I don't think chemo cures cancer, you know, cause chemo, obviously there's no way to kill all the cancer cells. So you use chemo, you shrink the tumor, kill some cancer cells, but now you have ravaged the whole immune system and and which is what you need to rely on after you know uh, shrinking the tumor whatever it is that you do with the chemo so now the tumor can just come back so it is always about walking the line and you got to be respectful for the individual's choice you know you you can't mm -hmm. tell them you, you 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 can't do chemo you know we we you know, if they want to do that then that is their choice i am here offering this as an opportunity if they uh, frequently people come to me when they failed everything, you know, they have gone three rounds of this and they've, they've cut, they burnt, they, you know, they poisoned, they've done all of that already and there's yeah. nowhere to go. And the, the doc, you know, the oncologist says, we, we don't know what to do with you anymore. So then, then they come to places like myself right. or they recognize that 
what they've done is just not working. And I feel I felt great until I started to do these these therapies, the chemo. And now I can't eat. I'm puking and, and I'm pain and, and losing hair and all these kind of things. Uh, God bless you for doing that, because, you know, when you're the last resort, even though I think you should be more of the first resort if somebody was diagnosed this way, uh, you now not only are addressing the, the original cancer they may have been diagnosed with, but the in, the insult on top of insult of the treatment that makes it even harder to overcome because, you know, it's one thing to address it right on. And now we got to deal with the poison and the burning, as you said, and even uh, the after effects of, of slashing and cutting, if you will, on the body. Uh, so how is your relationship in your area in Idaho with the medical community at large, even oncologists? I mean, would they look at you as like, oh, this guy, we got to get, get, get rid of him. We don't like competition, especially when it goes that way, because that's not the way we go. And, you know, that's the unusualness, if you will, of the oncological profession. It's the one part of medicine that they get to make money on what they sell you. They mark up these oncological drugs and boy, do they profit big time. And they often pressure patients into receiving, getting it right away. Don't even think about it. Don't go out of here and think it's so urgent. We got to get you on it right away. So the motivation of that kind of doctor to give that kind of treatment is different than most of the rest of the medical profession as well. Yeah, it, it's a highly regulated profession and it's really hard as an oncologist to step outside of that box. So they, they really kind of watch their, their own a lot. I, I have a, a good friend, he's a medical oncologist, and I had him here at my center, you know, seeing patients you know, for, for quite some time. Uh, he still sees a lot of my patients, but he sees it at another location. I, I actually, so far, and, and I've been blessed that way, I, I've had a very good relationship with the oncologist in the community. And, and for a number of reasons, I mean, one is that uh, I don't bash them you know, cause I, uh, I, I think a lot of them try to do what they can do. Uh, and obviously they're, and they believe in what they're doing and, and then, you know, and they are stuck kind of in that paradigm, you know, because they all, it's a self-regulating system. So if one steps outside, they get punished. So they, they know that they have to communicate in a certain way to a patient, meaning that if a patient comes with a certain cancer, they don't offer the standard of care and go through the step-by-step -step process and uh, they will then lose their license and they uh, will then justify them to go forward with this because they feel that at the end they will help more people than if they didn't follow the standard care even if this individual in front of them may not be the best candidate for it so uh, so they recognize that, and I, I am respectful to the oncologists that we have here. Uh, I support them and, and speak highly of them, even though at the same time that I offer support mm. and also offer alternatives. So that way I feel we both can coexist without you know, going you know, with, with hatchets after each other. Right. Well, Dr. Carfield, what you're describing is a naturopathic adaptation for survival like Hans Selye. Uh, you know, and back in the history, we learned about that. Uh, you adapt, you realize, here's what I can do to make this thing work. Uh, obviously, it wouldn't be a good strategy to go out and attack them. And honestly, look, not everybody's ready for a naturopathic approach to cancer. Many people are so frightened and they they don't even believe it's possible to do anything that, but, but that. And, and so part of this is an education process moving on through. I was thinking about these oncologists, and, and in fact, one that you mentioned that you worked with. 
I would have a hard time after I see your success, for instance, going back to do those other things. I mean, has there ever been a dilemma where they said, Ooh, now I, I feel like I need to go more your direction in helping my patients? Well, so, so the, this specific gentleman, uh, he, he actually does a lot of the integrative aspects as well. Yeah. So, so when he recognizes that the tools that he has is not according to standard of care, uh, will not be curative in any way, you know, in the medical oncologist term of curative, uh, then that gives him the opportunity then to step outside of his box to offer other things because uh, now he, uh, the standard of care will not meet the criteria be able to fix whatever he has in front of him. So then he can bring in some other things, which, which he does, which is, uh, so he, he, he led actually in the, uh, evolvement evolution and, and research in regards to the uh, vitamin C K3, you know, the, the hundred to one ratio and utilizing that in IV and, and supplementation. Uh, he's done a lot of other, a type of natural agents that is using to kind of push the oxidative stress in combination with chemo. Uh, so he's he's using a lot of cool different uh, techniques as well that we we've kind of uh, bounced back and forth he and I in regards to kind of maximize the care of the patient. So um, yeah, he's he, he's he's trying to still sur survive <laughs> while sure. while bringing in yeah integrative techniques at the same time and knowing his, uh, his limits. So no one's got you and said, uh, Dr. Michael Carfield, come over here into my oncological clinic. Look at all the wonderful things I'm doing. Look at this chemo, look at this radiation. You're like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not going to be drawn into that. I know that already. So it's it, the opposite is happening. I'm thinking it makes sense that they'll see what you do, see a little success and maybe opens up a little window of opportunity for them to look a little bit more integratively at the very least. Yeah, and, and and it's it's actually it's fascinating. I've been in the community here for quite some time. So the oncologist will actually direct patients to me if the the patient's asking for more kind of alternative support while undergoing a lot of traditional care. Yeah, you know, the the oncologist will recommend me, or uh, and I've had conversations with oncologists, you know, wanting to understand what I do, and so. So it's been very friendly and, and I and I appreciate that kind of environment because I know it can get very hostile sure. and, uh, and I'd rather keep it friendly. <laughs> yeah, well, relationship building is important. And, you know, we have a, a lot of different ways to address things. And there's a lot of different, what I would say, consciousnesses, if you will, of people where they're at. And there are going to be people that always need to serve that consciousness, if you will, for those that want the chemo radiation surgery only. Uh, but the problem is that I've seen, and you know this very well, is that they have typically wanted to dominate and eliminate any other possibility. And that, to me, that's where it, 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 you cross the line, right? It's one thing to have a system that I might not agree with or, or you know, methods I wouldn't agree with, but I would not prohibit them because there are people that want them. And we have to acknowledge that a lot of the things they have done is not just about treating patients who want their services, but also to target and eliminate anybody who would offer innovation or different ways to address the very thing that they have proclaimed a monopoly over the treatment uh, for, right, in oncology. And that's where we we could do better. Let's just say that. Yeah. And I and I think also, I mean, what, what they see is that bringing in holistic therapies, you know, while doing their therapies, because they have a limit as to what they can do because they're toxic and they know that. So people are going to you know, be throwing up their you know, gut is all mess, 
messed up, their, their hemoglobin, their white blood cell count, all of that is going to tank, platelets tank. And so that limits then the ability for the traditional oncologist to be able to do his care. So somebody like me that's able not to support the individual through that process, then I become an asset to them, you know, mm -hmm. because now I'm able to, so, so that way, you know, we, we can exist symbiotically. And at the same time, like you said, each individual is at different level of comfort in regards to what kind of treatment right. that they are willing to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so then depending on that comfort and their choice, then I can be more or less part of that, that therapy, depending on the individual. Dr. Carlfeld, what of the recent addition to the medical uh, environment of this mRNA injection technology? We have reported on and heard many reports on that we haven't even covered fully yet, of cancer supposedly in remission uh, for years, in fact, that after getting these COVID jabs, sudden massive or spontaneously erupting cancers re-emerging or maybe new ones emerging what can you say if you encountered that or if you talked to any uh, uh cancer docs about this phenomenon which seems very unique and new uh to the medical world yeah that I've, I've had plenty of discussions with colleagues in in this uh in regards to this subject and i i i don't know how many patients have come to me they they get the the uh, mrna shot and then boom, it just explodes. And, and this relates both to somebody that's had it in remission for 20 years, and then they get the shot, and then all of a sudden it's everywhere, or somebody that may be kind of teetering a little bit in that direction, meaning that they have genetic weaknesses, and then they get the shot, and then all of a sudden they, they have uh, you know, tumors, cancer. And the scary part is not doesn't just end up seemingly in just kind of one location. It, it tends to kind of blow up in, in a lot of different areas. Uh, like I remember one gentleman that came to me and he had to get, it was during the mandate and believe it or not, he was the, the CEO of a, you know, it's like a Fortune 50 company. Uh, and uh, so you would think that he would then have a choice, you know, say yes or no, but uh, they were dealing with a lot of governmental contracts and the government, you know, saying that, well, we cannot, uh, uh, you will lose our contracts if you don't have a mandatory vaccination you know, within your company. And obviously as a CEO, then he had to be the example of that. So he did and boom, he got cancer, you know, kidney, liver, you know, other areas and, and so, uh, it is it is scary to see kind of this mRNA technology, uh, what it can do and how it impacts the immune system and how it dysregulates. You know, we were talking about the mitochondria, how it downregulates the function of the mitochondria. And if the mitochondria is already weak, mm -hmm. uh, it will then uh, it, it will push it even further to shift them into that fermentation part, that fermentation cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we're seeing a whole lot of aberrant uh, metabolic manifestations, to say the least. Uh, by the way, if you're just tuning in, uh, Dr. Michael Carlfeld is my guest this hour. Uh, he's with the CarfeldCenter.com, uh, and we have that linked up in the show notes. Super Don, you can show images from the website out of uh, uh, Idaho. I guess people probably come from all over the United States, maybe even all over the world, to see you, Dr. Carlfeld, because you know what you're offering is quite unique on our shores. Many people feel like their only option is to leave our shores, whether to go to Mexico or other countries of the world, to have 
some freedom to innovate and utilize more natural therapies. Uh, so uh, for those of you who are interested <clears throat> or know people and didn't know there was an option like this, uh, there is a link page when you can see how to reach out. There's a phone number you can call and you can actually uh, access. Um, it looks like there's a, an email. If you sign up, you can get 11 things your cancer program needs to adjust, uh, address uh, for free. It looks like you can claim a free copy of that. So you want to educate yourself in that realm. And this is also why uh, Dr. Carl Feld has been inspirational in setting up this next level uh, online webinar series on regeneration, regenerative medicine and options. And it sounds like you went to places, I, like I said, I know we had a great discussion, but my gosh, there's a lot of angles to this that I can't wait to learn about with this upcoming event. Uh, and this is right here, Super Don showing as well. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, if you, you scroll down, I mean, you see, see all the incredible speakers that are their leaders in their field. I mean, these, these are, you know, top people, uh, you know, talking about blood sugar, hormones, uh, talking about what you need to do for longevity, uh, also your genetics, uh, talking about things like hydrogen, you know, how the impact that that has on your mitochondria. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's incredible, EM, you know, PEMF and, and also your the emotional aspect, you know, your, your belief system, dealing with traumas. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's an incredible lineup and it's for free. I mean, you, you, you get to listen to that whole summit for free for, for that whole week. I mean, it's just going to be Lotus. It's like going to school and getting to have the best teachers that you possibly can have for a week for free. I mean, that's, it's, yeah. it's incredible. And, and me and, and cancer, you may, you may wonder, well, why are you doing our regenerative medicine? Well, and from my point of view is the best cancer to have is the one you never get. And mm -hmm. that's where regenerative medicine is such a key because if we can address that ahead of time, uh, that is that to me, that is the only cure for cancer. And that's how we can stomp out cure, uh, cancer is by addressing it ahead of time and mm -hmm. supporting our body and regenerating them and keeping them strong. Well, in the old school methodology, if we talk about consciousness is a warfare mentality, is it not? It's often, you know, a battle. I got to win the war against it. And, you know, what if, what if it didn't require necessarily a direct all out toxicological assault, bullets and bombs? What if you could feed the body that which it's, it's lacking? What if you could remove from the body that which is having a, a difficult time removing and watch the intelligence of creation go to work in overcoming? Now, I recognize there are triage situations of people that have been devastated and are overcome and overwhelmed. And it's like, uh, we got to pull out all the stops. I'm not saying there's never a place for that, but in many cases, they try to target those people that are just on the marginal edges of moving that direction with the full out warfare assault, ending up destroying their future. And we talk about longevity, as you mentioned as well. What kind of quality of life does that lead to, even if you target these cancer cells before they're even threatening your life, for instance? Uh, so when you interviewed all of these people on regenerative medicine, was cancer always the topic or sometimes you didn't even touch on the cancer? Because, again, I can I can imagine this going a myriad of directions yeah so when, when you talk about regenerative medicine then obviously you, you you have the things that people are most scared of when when it deals with aging and you know cancer being one of them but then also you have things like dementia brain health uh, but then we we talk a lot about the different strategies that are available some some cutting edge science uh, and therapies that are available 
in order to be able to maximize your your chance of living a long healthy life not having to deal with cancer not having to to deal with dementia and alzheimer's but yes i mean we we address those factors if you're in that space what are some things to look at and what are some things to address but at the end of the day what we want to do is that we want to maximize your cellular regeneration so that your brain is not inflamed and it gets the nourishment that it needs so that you do not have dementia, you do not get Alzheimer's, and you support mitochondrial activity so that it does not shift into becoming cancerous. So it's all these different tools and, and strategies that are available. Uh, and then, you know, you talked about the emotional aspects. I mean, the you have these underlying unresolved traumas, you know, so that is one of the uh, interviews that we're, we're talking about the traumas and, and how to address them and how that shifts our mitochondria and cellular function. And if it's stored in certain areas of the body, like certain emotions that are stored in, in like the liver, you know, that's going to then create a weakness in the liver and you're going to have you know, a more likelihood, a bigger likelihood to have disease within the liver. So uh, it, it is all these different cool uh, innovative strategies that from the people, the best of the best internationally that you get to listen to, you know, throughout this whole time. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's such a, it was such a pleasure for me to listen to all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause I, I love learning. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't like listening to myself cause I never learn when I talk. <laughs> uh, I, I like to listen to smart people like yourself and, and all these other cool people that I get to interview. I, I was thinking how enjoyable that would be. And I love interviewing people for that very reason, like ha talking to you about the things that you know. I love that. And I'm so excited. Again, 40 plus cutting edge treatments, futuristic therapies right now at the Regenerative Medicine Summit. It looks like you can access it now. You can sign up because Superdon has a, a banner there that you can already do. I don't know if we've sent out an email yet on it, but my goodness, if you're just catching the Robert Scott Bell Show today, the official day we're launching uh, this uh, information is December 13th, 2022, but this is happening in January of 2023, and you could sign up and get in for free, and you will definitely be richly rewarded with all of the uh, the topics and the and the subjects and the interviews that uh, uh, Dr. Carl Felt has conducted. And, well, listen. Yeah, and there are a bunch of, if you kind of go down, you see all these different bonuses, these free eBooks, and, and these are... Yeah, just for kind of signing uh, signing up, you get all these free ebooks, uh, and and then you have the opportunity then to kind of benefit from that. And here you again have kind of the eleven things your cancer program need to address, and uh, viral protocols, that uh, pandemic freedom. Yeah, uh, that's a cool one. That was actually Dr. Judy Mikovits, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so it was a bunch of cool interviews that I did for that one. Uh, yeah, so you can see all of these you you get for free. Uh, by by signing up so it's it's like I mean, it's, it's a tremendous amount of knowledge yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited i i'm gonna get all these ebooks myself and i'm gonna read them because they're really cool wow now uh interviewing all of these folks and as i said i love your your spirit because you recognize there's always something new to learn was there anything just like totally out of whatever field you perceived that was so shocking it was like oh my god i had never heard that before like 
that occur at all? Because I know you're so knowledgeable, it might be hard to surprise you with anything. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. Now, I I, I kind of geek out a little bit that I'm sure you do. Like I was, yeah. I was talking to Jim Wilson in regards to hydrox uh, uh, about uh, hydrogen, you know, mm -hmm. talking about the protein folding and, and how you know, you using how driving energy, you know, by introducing hydrogen through gas that you can breathe or in your water and how that kind of drives the energy so that you fold your protein appropriately. So that way you, you create the right kind of tissue. And if, uh, if you don't fold them appropriately, then it takes a lot of energy then to break that, you know, poorly folded protein down again. So now you have less energy. Uh, so I, I kind of geek out on those type of things or talking to uh, yeah. uh, Dr. Gerald Pollock is, is always fascinating to me. You know, I've interviewed him in the past, but uh, talking about the, the exclusion zone water and the implications of that, you know, how, uh, how the, the, the splitting of the charges within the water, uh, how, how that creates that kind of battery effect and, mm. uh, and how that is then generating a lot of the additional energy that's needed for the cells, for blood circulation, for, uh, I mean, so that, that was just cool. And also Maya Shatrit, I, I love her. She's a dear friend, you know, talking about the microdosing and kind of the consciousness and how mm -hmm. you can use the intelligence of the plant medicine and the, I, the spirit, the energy to kind of uh, enlighten us and bring mm -hmm. us, you know, kind of, yeah, kinda, yeah it, it's just really cool. I'm very intrigued about the microdosing now of uh, the, the mushrooms and how, again, it aligns itself more with the homeopathic principle that it isn't about, you know, smashing the body with information or, or substance that we can do it subtly and there's so so many profound effects without the negative effects that can often come when you're it's just like allopathic medicine it's about powerful toxic forceful violent actions versus subtle force vital force all of these uh you know more vitalistic views of the body i think that microdosing concept is much more honoring of that i believe and so i might have to talk with her on this show we'll have to get connected on that as well uh, that's a subject we haven't covered in depth because it's it's evolving so quickly, our understanding of it. But I am, again, fascinated by that as well. And I'm so appreciative of you and, uh, you know, inviting me to participate in this Regenerative Summit. I love it. It's one of my favorite topics, as you know. And uh, I'm just excited that anybody and everybody here will have access to it for free and all of the bonus ebooks too. So if you haven't signed up, we've got a, a link in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. We'll send an email blast out to everybody that's getting the newsletter. And if you're not getting the newsletter, come on over to robertscottbell.com, sign up, or just text my name or initials, I shall say, RSB to 22828. So when you have your phone out, just go 22828, like you're texting that number, and send RSB for Robert Scott Bell, and we'll prompt you to get your email address in there, and then we'll send that link directly to you because we'll do an email blast on it. So, uh, Dr. Carlfeld, do you have room for people that want to come consult with you in Idaho, or are you so booked out years in advance? Well, I, I have, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm booked, but I have a, a special kind of little place, a special heart for cancer patients. So I, I actually, if I need to see them after hours, before hours, during lunch hours, I, I make myself available and, and I am offering a 15 minute for free uh, chat, like a consult. So that mm -hmm. way, yeah, so they can just call or email me and, and I'll be happy to and I chat with them and see what's going on and, and see what we can do to make sure that we get them going on the, on the right path to maximize healing. Okay. I just clicked on, uh, I'm on your website uh, right now. Let me see, cancel that. 
I'm going to go. And I just clicked on the call now and it tried to pick up the phone and call you. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I can't call you on the air right now with you. Uh, I'm already here. See, see right? how fast it goes. You already got your 15 minutes right here. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yes, no, we got a lot of great stuff from you, uh, Michael. And I appreciate again, all that you're doing all originally from Sweden. Um, do you, Hey, how do you say uh, the power to heal is yours in Swedish? Kraften att läkas är den. All right, do that again, all together. Kraften att läkas är den. Oh, dude, I could never duplicate that, but that was beautiful. I love it. So for all of our new Swedish listeners, you know the power to heal is yours. I'm just here to remind you that Dr. Michael Karfelt is helping out that as well. And I appreciate you so much, my friend. My pleasure. It's always a pleasure to connect with you. Yeah, thanks for being here. Y'all check it out, the KarlfeldCenter.com. K-A-R-L-F-E-L-D-T center.com. But if you can't remember how to spell it, just come on over to robertscottbell.com and we'll get you plugged in. We talked a little bit about energy. I might be talking more about that as they want you to get your energy uh, via uh, some very dangerous technology. Those are called smart meters. And if you don't get one of those, they don't want you to have any energy at all. Interesting how these authoritarians rule. Uh, but uh, we may cover that a whole lot more. But I'm excited in hour two to build on what we've just discussed Another way to diagnose a problem. Can somebody look at your face and say, hey, here's what's likely going on based on the patterns that have emerged over a long time. Dr. Todd Frisch is going to join us. Also, he's done a lot with the Trinity Health Freedom Expo and Trinity School of Natural Health. In fact, he's got a course coming up on the teaching of this diagnostic technique, facial recognition, and his book, What? Why the Face? <laughs> you say WTF, you know what people think. Uh, what a brilliant title and a practical guide to understanding health and personality through facial diagnosis. So that's coming up in hour two. Again, just so excited to be able to cover that with Dr. Frisch as well. And so with that, let's take a pause, a little educational opportunity at the top of the hour here. You're listening to or watching the Robert Scott Bell show, robertscottbell.com back with more powerful healing after this, because I can't say it in Swedish, but the power to heal is still yours. One of those uh, cool hours again, where we learn of people in the United States, however you define that, in one of the states anyway, one of the several states, actually providing a service that is quite desperately needed, as we talked about with Dr. Michael Carlfeld last hour. And you guys check that out. If you know somebody that's dealing with cancer and didn't know that on our shores, we have a holistic option of a doctor that's willing to work with you as a naturopath. Uh, Dr. Carlfeld is up there in Idaho. Definitely give a good check it out because, well, he said he's even offering a, a free kind of 15 minute consult to assess uh, what's going on there. Um, but that was great. Really excited to know about that. Uh, and the regenerative uh, medicine type summit that I'm a participant in starting in January. And we have links to that. Now, this hour, as I said, we're going to talk to uh, Dr. Todd Frisch about his facial diagnosis uh, techniques and and where it originated. I want to I want the backstory. How did he learn that? He's he's a prolific researcher and a kind man. Great smile as well. I talk about faces. I, I've always enjoyed every time I've interacted with him. I've been wanting him to be on this show for so long. I have no idea why it's taken this long, but he he's going to be joining us in just a few minutes. 
Uh, also, as we uh, start the second hour of the show, I uh, want to acknowledge, again, other upcoming events. Uh, we have a, a big event coming up January 5th through the 8th uh, in Orlando, Florida. Doctors Terry and Stu Warner are hosting that. There's also the Nurse Freedom event. There's a lot of health freedom discussions and, and uh, uh, strategy sessions also. And many doctors, various doctors that are speaking, including Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Judy Mikovits, Dr. David Martin. Uh, Dr. Ed Group, Dr. Billy DeMoss, I'll be there speaking as well, broadcasting, and they've added as well, uh, filmmaker Mickey Willis. What a great, great time we're going to have. McCullough's up there, too, and I it just, yeah. uh, quint, uh, ironically, today, mm-hmm. um, I guess it's not really ironic. I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> yeah, he got he uh, got reinstated on Twitter. McCullough and, and Malone yeah, yeah, got reinstated today. Yeah, it was interesting when, you know, we played the clip uh, of... DeSantis that uh, it's an hour and a half long. I don't know if it was a summit, but whatever it was they were doing, they, they came together to talk about, you know, what's really going on with the COVID jabs. The uh, Is there fraud? Is there deception? Are there injuries? All of that was discussed. And there was a couple of docs that wanted to insist, including Bhattacharya, uh, I don't want you to stop getting the regular old vaccines, right? And they have to throw that out, I guess, occasionally, some of them. But I, I'm giving props to the docs like McCullough who were of that mindset just looking at the COVID jabs as something that's problematic, but nothing before it. And the intellectual integrity now to look back previous to our mRNA, to the traditional so-called vaccines and the problems that are inherent in them. And, and you know, that kind of kind of addresses the, uh, I guess this hour two opening. Uh, if I have that, let me see if we have it up there in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Yeah. Um, this is a Jerry, Jeremy Hammond article. We've had Jeremy on, a very intelligent uh, investigator of his own right, and he's written an extensive piece. says why the claim vaccines don't cause autism is dis- disinformation, right? So if, if someone were to say, I am a doctor and I know that vaccines don't cause autism, or I am from the CDC, it, it, actually that is disinformation. Some might say malinformation because it's purposefully purposefully stated so you don't look into the connections between these so-called traditional vaccines and the manifestation of what's called the autism spectrum disorders. Now, truth in labeling, of course, you you label something autism, good luck trying to sell it uh, to the the government that this is real. They try to deny anybody who claims that they got anything on the schedule for their child and it manifested as autism. They, They will deny, 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 even though there's evidence to show and plenty of it that's related in this article by Jeremy Hammond. So that's why strategically, if you, <clears throat> if you have a child in such circumstance to go in and don't say autism, but say, you know, encephalopathy, brain encephalopathy, something that doesn't use that trigger word. Cause that trigger word means shut down because they know that if you start connecting the jabs to autism, that suddenly you'll be shut down. You won't get any compensation. Not that anybody can be fully, compensated for the damage that is done that is often so severe that could result in well permanent disability but even death and again before mrna and and this we haven't talked a lot about that autism kind of went away not really but in discussion points because everything focused now on mrna injections that they wrongfully call uh vaccines so if they would just call it neurological damage brain damage you know why do you need to have that label of autism? And then, you know, you make that something that can be easily dismissed, even though legitimately it can't be dismissed. So kudos to the doctors. I know it's a low bar, 
But those that have come through now, the COVID two and a half, three years that are now looking back before and going, you know what, if we were deceived, if we were lied to about COVID jabs, I wonder if we look back at the previous ones and we were deceived and lied to about that too. Again, welcome to the Critical Thinking Skills Club. If you're there, doctor, doctors, and there are some that are. And, and yet recognize that not all of them are ready to go there for a number of reasons. Sometimes it's a nefarious reason, I admit, uh, that they might be paid off in a sense, profiting from it. But others are just genuinely programmed so deeply that they haven't been able to break through what we would call cognitive dissonance. And, um, you know, it's difficult to watch because some of them still have some level of influence. I mean, they're impaneled, if you will, uh, on a discussion with uh, Ron DeSantis who may still also believe that all the previous vaccines are good or not. I don't know, but that programming all the way down to the DNA of your belief system is so profound in the Western world that it takes a lot of shakeup and breakup to get beyond it, to get past it. And, you know, we're not afraid to talk about those things here. That's just, you know, not a limitation we have, but we know that some of the reasons we've been uh, deplatformed and banned or shadow banned or any what limited in our reach is because we're willing and always able to discuss those topics as well. So without going into great detail on this subject, other than the preliminary overview, I would encourage you to read and share, especially with pediatrician doctors who have a little bit of an open mind to look at all the scientific evidence that uh, Jeremy Hammond puts out there in this article, the hypothesis that vaccinating children according to the CDC schedule can contribute to the development of autism in susceptible children has not been falsified. In other words, they can say, well, uh, ABV, anything but vaccines. We know what autism is. No, we don't. We do. We sort of do, but we know it's not caused by any, you know, it's anything but vaccines, the ABV thing as well. So y'all check that out as well as you uh, review the articles in today's show notes. One more uh, quick uh, to- topic here on, we talked a little bit about sugar and sugar metabolism, you know, quick energy when you're, when your mitochondria is not working so well, it can utilize that and ferment it and all the kinds of things that happen. But remember, because cancer cells are obligate glucose metabolizers, they grab that sugar faster than your healthy cells can. And, and they use it for their reproductive capacity or, and, or potential for spreading metastasizing. And the addiction to sugar is very real. In fact, it may be more powerful or as powerful as any other addiction. And this article points out that sugar activates the very same neuropathways as nicotine. Isn't that interesting? And I think that's why this crave kicker we've been talking about from uh, our buddy Sean, again, organic RSB approved product, is much more than just breaking the cycle of cigarette vaping nicotine. I mean, if you talk about the dopamine hit you get from sugar, yeah, the Crave Kicker could break that cycle. Now, I wouldn't do that. Here's the Crave Kicker. Super Don says it's right there. Yeah, uh, RSB 15, getting 15% off until January 5th. So take advantage of that. These are great little stocking stuffers for sure. And we're, we're going to try them. We're looking forward to getting some just to kind of experience what it's like uh, to utilize this velvet bean, this Ayurvedic sort of medicine or plant uh, for this. But in this article talking about the pathways, the neural pathways of nicotine addiction, it seems that this Australian study found that over wow, 70% of toddlers' foods tested exceeded WHO guidelines for total sugar. You, you're actually fomenting, you're feeding this addiction early on. And, you know, even if they try to tax you out of eating sugar, which is like, you know, social engineering through the tax code, the reality is people are hooked big time. I mentioned this as well about 
people who are more uh, uh, religiously oriented, people of faith would say, you know what, I don't want to indulge my addictions and, you know, name the addiction, alcohol or drugs or cigarettes. So I, I think I don't do that, but you'll often find these good people otherwise going into their church picnic and loading up on donuts and, and you know, triple fried, you know, GMO chicken. And so there's a disconnect as well in terms of sugar being, well, that's not a big deal. We accept that, you know, whether you call it gluttony or not, the reality is the metabolic deficiencies manifest as these addictions and it can manifest towards sugar, refined carbohydrates that also feed cancer as well. Uh, so over the years as a homeopath, I've talked about the remedies lycopodium and iris being very helpful in terms of those wide swings of blood sugar and all the cravings associated with it, hypoglycemia, type two diabetes, and then learning later of the role of the trace mineral chromium, primarily in the right form as a food, and now vanadium too, and combining that, breaking some of the cycle of the addict, addictive uh, personalities manifesting physically. So we need to replenish that, but this Crave Kicker looks to be an extraordinary new addition in terms of what this velvet bean does and supporting the dopamine you know, hits, if you will, to break the physical addiction, and then you can move on from there. So with that, uh, Super Don, are there any other announcements? Anything I forgot? I remember the RSB 15 code, of course, for our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. Uh, we're going to be talking about Trinity School and their upcoming events, as well as uh, the, the offerings in, in uh, at the school. And uh, Todd Frisch is involved in that as well. Uh, we have the Black Friday sale extended through Christmas for our Silverite pillows. There is Lisa Hill, our good friend. She works up with us as well as the Cardio Miracle. But if you use the promo code RSB22 between now and Christmas, you'll get a Silverite pillow for 99 bucks instead of a 149 Get two while you're at it. This is an amazing deal. And I would not, I travel with this pillow. Not just the travel pillow around the neck for the airplane. I travel with my pillow. Yeah, I deflate it. It's like, it's it's uh, the K-Pac. I took a lot of it out so it'd be flatter, but I can just mush it into what I want fits right in my bag or my suitcase. And I'm, you know, since I started sleeping on the silver pillow, my sinus is next level. Awesome. You don't know what's growing in your pillow until you switch over to the silver right pillow. So I'm just saying, and by the way, when you buy the silver right pillow between now and Christmas, we're going to enter you in because you're part of the Robert Scott Bell show family, enter you into a, a giveaway. And we're going to, it'll probably be like the first of the year that we're going to do the actual drawing, but we're going to enter you in so that you might win an additional full on silverite global pillow. How cool is that? I think that's pretty awesome. And let's say with that, I don't know, there might be other upcoming events. We can talk about February. Of course, we've got the uh, next dash steps.info. Tia Severino's putting that on outside of Atlanta, Buford, which is basically the Lake Lanier islands. And that's the 22nd through the 25th of February. If it's not enough to go there, celebrate my birthday with me that weekend, and we'll all be together and have a great time outside of Atlanta, basically, at the Next Steps Conference. Next-steps.info, RSB10 to get you 10% off. And there you go. With that, I think that's enough because I can't wait to get this guy on. He's been waiting a long time. He's a patient man, a kind man, and he's also a, a bit of a carpenter. Last time we talked, he was just leaving his, uh, his shop, his wood shop, which I'd like to go up and hang out and do some projects with him. I'd have a great time with him. Let's welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show, Dr. Todd Frisch. The first time ever. I can't believe it. I'm so embarrassed. You should have been on for years now at this point. Hello. There you are. I'm here. Well, where are you up in the wilds of the north and snow and you're snowed in? Hey. You're cozy right there. Uh, Wisconsin. Northern yeah. Wisconsin, about 60 miles from Lake Superior, but still in Wisconsin. 
Yeah. So when you're going outside to your wood shop, you're having to trudge through six foot of snow, probably. <laughs> well, hey, they're predicting eight inches tonight. So bring it on. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, look, I've got this book, which uh, you gave me, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago at one of the Health Freedom Expos, Why the Face. And I was always immediately intrigued by that because <clears throat> as a homeopath, I learned uh, constitutional typologies where we could look at body types, which does include the face to some degree, not to the extent that you have brought out in this, the, uh, the book that you've done, but this ability to help, uh, let's say, for lack of a better term, diagnose. I don't like the word diagnose, but I understand the, the need for it. We need more language to help us understand what's going on in the body. What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? What are the tendencies? So that we can better as you know, healers, doctors, whatever, help them, whoever they are, to come to see us to get well more efficiently. And identifying these patterns is quite profound and how you can kind of break through things that would take a lot longer in the past and make it much more efficient and helpful. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, you know, I, I had a paradigm shift early in my career. Uh, you know, we're taught as physicians to ask what's wrong. And, and that, that's, that's fine. But I had too many patients came to me. I knew something was wrong. They knew something was wrong. And yet every test was textbook midline normal. Uh, and I was frustrated by that. And then I had an aha moment and I thought perhaps I should have a paradigm shift and ask what's not right. The problem was there was <clears throat> nothing out there to determine what's not right. So that's when I got really deep in, I studied everything. I studied Ayurvedic medicine. I studied uh, astrology. Interesting. Didn't really uh, go any, go anywhere with that. Mm -hmm. um, but I got into traditional Chinese medicine and specifically the art of Mian Cheng, which means facial diagnosis. In Japan, it's called Bo Shin which means facial diagnosis. So um, it, it became just kind of an interesting way. We all do facial diagnosis. Uh, when we look at someone and you, your child comes down in the morning, you go, you okay today? Something's bothering you? Well, what did you see you didn't see the morning before? So mm -hmm. literally, we all do facial diagnosis. We, the book that my daughter and I wrote, we just put some legs to uh, what you're seeing. Um, and it's based on lots of different uh, philosophies. There's a little bit of macrobiotic philosophy in it. Uh, of course, traditional Chinese medicine is, is a huge part of it. Well, this is, uh, again, a history going back thousands of years. The ideas that uh, you talk about that I try to bring out, it's not like it's really anything new, although the way you describe it is kind of a little bit more contemporary. So not everybody can take the time to study traditional Chinese medicine or even Ayurveda right. and all of these things, much less clinical homeopathy. So the beauty in what you've done with the WTF book is, is bring it into a contemporary way. And also I understand that you've developed an app that may help other doctors, practitioners to tap yeah. into this in a much yeah, more absolutely. efficient manner as well. Absolutely. So uh, there's more and more of a desire to dig a little deeper. And again, it's all based on this, uh, this paradigm shift. I think we're all having, uh, you know, I started out as a quack, you know, <laughs> I didn't like being called that, but you know, it kind of happened. And then, and then they changed their feeling about us and they call us alternative practitioners. And which means you choose this or you choose this. And then, then we shifted from there to complementary. Uh, so we were complimenting the great and wonderful, whatever. Um, and then that shifted to CAM, which is complementary and alternative medicine. We all attended those conferences. Uh, then it became integrative. Uh, they began to integrate us. Uh, and now it's called functional medicine, which I have disdain for that word. It, it sounds like math to me. I think we should 
make the shift to restorative. Let's restore people back to a place they should have never left in the first place. So how do you determine that? And that's where you have to have, again, this paradigm shift and ask what's not right. And the facial diagnosis gives you clues. Uh, again, I have the same feeling about the word diagnosis that you do. Matter yeah. of fact, there are many people that are in the healthcare industry that can't use that word if they, they, they right. can be fine they can be yeah yeah uh, imprisoned for practicing medicine without a license on and on it goes it's absolutely very restrictive absolutely. but the idea yeah. again of finding out what's wrong you know it's sort of like uh, what do they focus on in medical school a lot of pathology which yeah. is what the study of diseased tissue if you will yep. Yep. And, and how much of the focus in medical school is about what you just said restoring integrity to that teeth disease tissue no it then goes from pathology to pharmacology yeah here's the drug yeah that you give when this manifests in the body as a symptom or signal, or I would call it communication to say, Hey, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> and yet they poison the body back to health, which really is, is kind of absurd because it doesn't work yeah. that way in reality. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. You know, I, you know, I, I practiced for just a little shy of 40 years, uh, which is amazing because I'm only 38. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there was, I, I saw this change occur and it was, um, it was very pleasant to see it happen. The public no longer is, okay, Doc, whatever you say, that's what I'll do. I think that shift uh, has really shaken the medical community and it's uh, folks like us, you know, you and I have both lectured at the Trinity. Uh, and to, to see the change in people's feelings about medicine is, I, I think, a healthy thing. We're challenging what used to be true. When, when I started in school, um, if a nerve died, it's gone. It, it, it's in your head. Um, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there was this new theory called neuroplasticity, and they're saying, "Well, you know, everything we told you wasn't true. <laughs> that nerves can, in fact, regenerate." Uh, and so now, medicine yeah. says <laughs> what we all knew all along that we we could, in fact, heal because we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And it's mm -hmm. and let's let's tap into that uh, that ability. Uh, I, I just. Uh, I, I was a young doctor. Um, I, I was young and brilliant. <laughs> and, and only one of those terms was actually true, that adjective. <laughs> um, but I had this little old lady come to me. Uh, she was in her 80s when she came. She had some weakness in her legs, and I was able to help her. Um, her name was Evelyn. And <clears throat> in her, I, I always took a very thorough history, and she was sitting in front of me. And I noticed in 1964, she had glioblastoma, which is the deadliest form of brain cancer known to man. And the young and brilliant doctor said to her, well, Miss So-and-so, um, you, you state here that you had glioblastoma. That probably was not a correct diagnosis because you're sitting in front of me now in the 1980s. And, you know, that, that's not going to happen. And she's, she's a very quiet lady. She says, no, no, that's what I had. And uh, uh, so I took a little more history and I went back and I, get, and I said, now, Miss So-and-so, you got to understand this is a violent form of cancer. If you live six months, you're, you're probably lucky. So it probably was a misdiagnosis. And she once again said, no, 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 that's what I had. So I took a little more history and now I'm not polite anymore. I go, Evelyn, you need to understand the gravity of the situation. You obviously did not have that disease because you're sitting in front of me today and there is no survival rate. And this, this was a lady that it was the white gloves after Easter kind of lady where she had these little white gloves in her hand and was after Easter. And she leaned forward and she said, Sonny. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and I, she said, I, 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 I'm an educated woman. I was a librarian all my life. And, uh, she said, I, I studied, I studied the diagnosis and I understood the gravity. She threw my words right back into my face. And she said, 
you know, I knelt in prayer that night and I woke up in the next morning and I thought, uh, I, I chose not to participate in the disease. <laughs> and I, I leaned back in my chair and I went, what? Yeah. <laughs> you can do that? My young and brilliant <laughs> mind. Mm -hmm. This gal died in her late 90s in her sleep. You know, with a disease there was no cure for. So, wow, I, what a she what a great lesson for a young not, and brilliant doctor. She chose not to participate. In the, in the diagnosis, disease. right? Or in the yeah, disease. Absolutely. absolutely. And I think that's a, 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 such a powerful and profound lesson to apply to every aspect of our life, our lives. Oh, and that includes so the madness in the body politic. You know, we talk about healing on this show, you know, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, mm -hmm. economic, mm -hmm. and political. And people say political healing. What's that? Well, part of it is no longer participating in the madness. Like I choose not to participate. What does that mean? Uh, and it, it's, it's transformational because it really connects you to the source of all healing instead of the distraction. Everybody else wants you to be on the same, what lowest common denominator of their belief system. That yeah, we're, we're, out. we're of the belief that there's a political problem right now. This is a step way beyond that. This is a spiritual problem. Um, we, we need a, uh, a spiritual change in this country. Um, we, we're just, we bought a lie that was so sinister and yet so brilliant, you know, to give you an example of facial diagnosis. Um, so I'll just, if you can see this, this area right here represents the spleen. Now here's the interesting thing. I'm seeing pretty much everybody with an indented temples. So in, in my world, um, Every part of the face has a duality to it. There is a physiological component. The temples represent your spleen. But the other aspect is the temple, the spleen represents your body's ability to be happy. Now, think of what just happened. We, we were told this lie, uh, and so many people drank this Kool-Aid, and we, we were, I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on, in the last two years, who's happy? Really, we're, our favorite restaurant is gone. Our little shop is gone. That my little eighty-five-year-old guy that knew every every tool and every screw and nut in his store, he's gone because he couldn't survive this pandemic lie. Um, so, what happened here is we're not happy, which weakened our spleen. So what does the spleen do? Our, our spleen produces B lymphocytes. What are B lymphocytes? They're the main fighters against infection. So the sinister evilness behind this, and that's why I say we have a spiritual battle here. The people that dreamed this thing up were brilliant and evil uh, in, in, in a flat-out nutshell. That's <laughs> got nothing to do with facial mm -hmm. diagnosis other than this represents your spleen, and they made us unhappy and weakened our immune systems at the same time. Brilliant, if you think That's, about it. It's, it's Hitlerian. It's, Joseph it's, Goebbels, brilliant. Devious, yes, as well. But, you know, they understand our weaknesses or how to, let's say, make weak that was previously strong. Absolutely. Through emotional stress, economic stress, political stress. All, and sometimes, um, and you know this, Dr. Frisch, sometimes the hardest things we go through are the most formative, but also the most potentially beneficial to us in terms of learning things that we need to learn. Sometimes we have to go through it the hard way to become strong enough to be able to, I think, pass on the wisdom of our experience to the next generations that may or may not have to go through that if they listen and they learn from history. Absolutely. And there's a quote, I love this quote by Marcus Aurelius, a Roman um, emperor. He said, what stands in the way becomes the way. We have to, we have to take this thing head on. We have to look it in the eyes and, and just 
not be the first one to blink. What stands in the way becomes the way. We ha we have to do this. It's our calling. Yeah, I've got uh, our our friend uh, Sherry Neal who was there at the Health yep. Freedom Expo. She says shout out, loves you, appreciates you. She says she pulls out her why the Facebook as a resource all of the time. Uh, folks, if you got a, a, a physician like practice, whether it be allopathically oriented initially or holistic, naturopathic, homeopathic, anything in between, this is a great resource. Even if you've not gone through, you know, what's going to be coming out of Trinity, which I want to talk about with you, Dr. Frisch, as yes, well coming up. I mean, you've got great visuals. I don't know how you got permission to use all these faces, but these are cool because they're very, you know, illustrative of the types of faces and you describe you know, what do they mean? You know, the eyebrows, the ears, the hairline, all of that. And this face map is brilliant. Again, you've made it accessible, which is one of the hardest things to do because thousands of years of history could be very complex and have many complexities layer upon layer. To take that, it's impressive to say the least to be able to then communicate. It's like I am struggling. I don't know if struggling is the right word, but I am challenged all the time to take complex thoughts and ideas and make them as simple as possible for everybody to, you know, have it land. And then they can go, Hey, I'm better for that. I can take that information and run with it as well. You've done it with something again, a typology through the face is just brilliant. And so I'm encouraging everybody. If you haven't gotten this book, WTF question, why the face, uh, pick it up. We have links to, to it at robertscatbell.com. Uh, how, how many years you said you and your daughter worked on this to finally put this out? Yeah, we did. I remember Abby, um, came to me and as we, she's the best facial diagnostician I've ever uh, uh, trained. She, she is absolutely brilliant. Uh, you know, is that a proud father? Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. But, but she, she is really, really good. And she said, well, dad, what do you want this book to be? And I said, well, Abby, I want this book to be something that physicians will just latch on to and use it as a tool to help them understand again, the what's not right in their patients. But I also want a book that, that the public will will enjoy that will be a good read and she's well dad you know that's impossible i said you you didn't ask me <laughs> you didn't ask me that you asked me what i wanted that's what i want mm -hmm. and to be honest Robert, I, I self-serving it is I, I think we did it it, it mm -hmm. it's i, I so. can't take credit for the writing I, mm -hmm. I most of it's about my career and patients the evelyn's in my life that that i have met but she took it and put it into a, a, a format. I remember when she said, yeah, I want to use these colors. I want to do this format. And I'm going, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. And I had to take a deep breath. And I go, you know, Abby, go for it. And she mm -hmm. goes, really? <laughs> I said, yeah, let's let's just do it. And uh, and everything there is hers. And I'm, I'm proud of her. And I'm, I'm thrilled mm -hmm. with the end result. And I, I like the difference that... Um, that it's making in people's lives and to really um you know i did a facial diagnosis on you prior to this yeah. thing just to just to so you get a little bit of idea what this is all about mm -hmm. and it it is so valuable to understand and sometimes it's just allowing patients to accept the fact that that uh it's okay to be angry you had something happen in your life that anger is an emotion of the liver and if you make it, the liver it shows up right here between your eyebrows right, so yeah and you, make, you, you, you described the lines that i have a little bit more on the left which is this you know or the right it, it tells you a little bit yeah. more about what where it aligns in the right side of side of the liver left side side of circulation we have those concepts in homeopathy yeah. as well when i look at body types and yep. where i see symptoms manifesting so it really lends itself to uh, I, I think a lot of, uh, um, how would we say, um, 
revelations, if you will, to understand. Yep. Like, oh, yep. that explains that. Oh, yeah. And even like you talked about the lines in the face. Um, you mentioned the temples in terms of what we've all been going through recently right. with the, right. uh, the COVID crisis, et cetera. And even hairline, the ears, all of this. I mean, it was, it was brilliant. I expected nothing less from you, just so you know. No, you weren't under. <laughs> Very kind of like, you. Thank you. I appreciate no, really that. Impressive. You said, and you, and you said your daughter's even better. Good Lord. Yeah, she's, she's, she's good. She's good. Uh, so we did, make, we, we did make an app um, that is going to make this extremely easy. It just follows mm -hmm. the book. Um, there's nine face shapes. Uh, we talked about you being a uh, cross between a tree and a fire face i'm a classic bucket face if you look at my face i'm smaller here i'm bigger up here i love to put things in my bucket do not play me in trivial pursuit i will kill you because <laughs> i know something about everything there's no book on earth that shouldn't be open i need nothing but my chair and a, my brain to think <laughs> it drives my spouse crazy linda gets nuts because uh, she never knows what's going on in my mind and <laughs> what are you thinking about i go well, i don't know nothing we got to be thinking about something oh no I'm thinking about nothing. So uh, it helps in communication. You have some fire energy. So that's the, the narrowness of your chin. And so that, that fire energy, it helps me know how to talk to you. I wouldn't come to you and say, Robert, you got three things going on. You got to jump on these. This is serious. You're in trouble. If you don't get on this thing, you're going you're gonna to recoil emotionally and, and you're never going to come back into my office. But I, I would say to a fire face, look, I have to respect your sensitivity because fire is about being sensitive, that fire face. So um, we've got three things going on, but we're going to start working on just one area. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to recommend, I usually recommend three or four items for this thing, but I'm going to recommend one. We're going to start at a half dose because I want to respect your sensitivity. Mm -hmm. And that patient will melt in front of you and they'll go, oh my goodness, somebody finally understands me. If I'm yeah. talking me a buckethead i'll say look i know you need to think about this because we need to think about it <laughs> you know and and they like we like a pat on the back so i literally mm -hmm. would pat this buckethead patient on the back and say look i know you need to think about this but this is what i'd like you to think about so just let that go through your head and see what mm -hmm. see what comes out of it so our ability to communicate um it, 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 we're losing our ability to communicate properly. We mm -hmm. communicate with the text and we say vile things to people in a text that we would never say face to face. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I have a problem with that. Uh, Dr. I, have Fritch, I, I got to say with that, you know, that fire face you, you mentioned in, in describing that I've taken that. And I think it's pretty clear for everybody into the way I communicate to this broad audience, which includes all different kinds of faces, right? That I right. def default almost to that, how I would perceive it. It's like, well, one little thing, just try yeah. one little thing. You know, I'll throw Absolutely. out a lot of things, but I'll go at least try that. Now it's funny. You haven't read my wife's face. I'm going to send you her pictures and we yeah. may do a follow-up. You know, when I first met her, she was in a uh, chiropractic school and you know, she was, she had serious thyroid uh, problems. I mean, they were going to yeah. radiate and remove it. I mean, it was bad and she was changing her life. And, you know, I introduced her to homeopathy. We got her on and I said, you got to eat organic food, right? This was a big thing for me, the liver detoxification, mm -hmm. cleaning up what goes into your body. And, you know, a lot of people would be like, all right, well, I, let me eat all of this food first, right? I got all of this stuff. She went right into her cupboard and cleaned it out and said, here, <laughs> you guys <laughs> will have it, whatever Impressive. I got to do. So you'll probably read her face and go, yep, she, she's, I don't know if it'll be what you described, but it was like, nope, not one thing at a time. We're just going to do it all. I'm yeah. ready. Let's go. Yeah. And it's fascinating, though, <laughs> the sensitivity in terms of how you interact. Now, a lot of these cues are unconscious, subconscious, whatever. We might do them 
but we might not know the mechanics of what you describe in terms of how we would look at a face and perceive that face Absolutely. and how it would alter the way we communicate. But I love that you can bring the unconscious and make it conscious for people that need that. It, it's going to help everybody who's a practitioner. Yeah, it really does. And, and, uh, the app, as I said, follows the book. It's very simple. You choose the face shape. There's nine face shapes. There can be combinations. Like we talked to you have a tree fire mix. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty classic, um, uh, uh, bucket face, uh, and then you, you just go through and and you tap the screen and it'll populate a chart. We sent you that uh, that that chart. It's an expensive thing to build an app. I got to live to yeah. 2018 to get paid back on this thing. But, you know, it was the right thing to do. And Trinity came to me. We both lectured for Trinity. And yeah. what a what a wonderful group to be connected people. with. Uh, yeah. They just there, there's just a, a correctness and a, a, and a, a rightness about them. And I had offers from a number of different places that offer me significantly more money. But there was an energy to Trinity uh, and Julie, who kind of runs the show, um, that that I knew it was the right way to go. And they they said, you know, we just want you to do a PowerPoint and do a voiceover. Well, I have a, uh, there's voice diagnosis also. I don't have a liver voice and I don't talk real loud. And point and <laughs> I got a real groaning type voice. Imagine listening to this voice and only seeing uh, PowerPoint. Well, you'd go bat poop crazy. It just wouldn't mm -hmm. work. So I said, well, no, I, you know, I, I, I will do it, but I, I want to film it live. Um, and they said, well, you know, you know, we can't pay for that. I said, I'm not asking you to pay for that. I, I, I will do that. Uh, but we put together eight one-hour blocks of time. They're going to bring it out. Uh, I think uh, February sixth is when they're going to launch uh, launch this course. Um, I'm I'm extremely uh, pleased with how it came out. Uh, and I, it isn't just about facial diagnosis. You have to understand that there's so much behind it. it it's like it, 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 in any learning process, there's knowledge and then there's wisdom. And you have to have some base knowledge. And I had, a, had to have everybody understand a little bit of traditional Chinese medicine. But I kind of Americanized it because if I say you got a damp heat syndrome, you're going to go, ah, what's that? And that, mm -hmm. I say you got asthma, which is a damp heat syndrome. Um, then you're going to understand that th there can be, there's a way you can mesh these together that makes it very, very beneficial. So the course is going to come out. Um, uh, you can go to Trinity and, and uh, go to their website and kind of uh, latch on to it. Obviously there's a fee for it. Yeah. I've got it by the way, uh, super Don has links uh, and we always have a banner to Trinity, trinityschool.org. And there's a, a slash lecture store. Um, and you have a lecture on demand as well on bioindividuality, yep. how to access your client's unique needs. I did one on, you know, introduction to clinical homeopathy, like a 101 plus to get people started there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, the eight week facial analysis master program through Trinity is launching February the 6th of 2023. And uh, just very excited yeah. about it. Getting more yeah, and we're going to give you one month free with the app. Um, and the app is going to be 40 bucks a month. It's very inexpensive. We're not going to lock you to a year thing. You mm -hmm. can do it a month. You say, ah, this isn't for me. Fine. You can stop right there. Um, so it, it's a very inexpensive way. Obviously, from a physician standpoint or a practitioner standpoint, it, it is great value. And people like to know about what's going on in their own body. They, What's my face say is the classic thing that uh, if people know what I do. It's like, okay, tell me about me. Uh, yeah want that and and it's it's always a fascinating thing to uh, help people understand themselves so the app will will give you that uh so the first month will be free which is great and then it's 40 bucks a month after that so it, you know it's a real real simple program um but it's, but it's designed for the healthcare provider 
right? It, I mean, it, it is but, a but, functional and practical tool that, you know, because some people say, well, why would I use, if I'm just a layperson, 40 bucks a month for an app? But I, I'm thinking about all of the people that are utilizing various means by which to help others in the in various, I mean, I, I guess it's not only limited to the health thing. If you're a, a salesperson, I mean, think about what you can learn by looking at people and how to approach them. So it only enhanced that too. So I don't mean to limit it. But my first thought is like those that are engaged all of the time that could immediately benefit and it'd be well worth it beyond the 40 bucks a month. I think it's sensational. It is. And really, it, it, there's a universality to it. Uh, if you are um, calling on purchasing agents and you if you call on me, you're not going to sell me the first time because I got to think about it. Uh, if you're calling on my wife, who's a king face, they're they're about order. They're about, can you help me? How does it take? What's going to cost? Let's go. Don't talk to me about sports. Don't talk about weather. So if you call on that person, you go into him and say, look, I and my dog's going to bark really loud here. In a second. Um, uh, so if you call on that person, you got to say, look, I know you're busy. Um, here's the best price I can give you. You don't have to come back with anything else. This is the best I can do. I don't want to waste your time. If you like this deal, take it. Uh, if don't, that's fine. Goodbye. And mm -hmm. that guy's going to buy because yeah. he, you just read his face, that king face, those strong you jaws. gave him what he re requires Absolutely. in order to make Absolutely. him, yeah. But you're going to call me two or three times before you sell me. So mm -hmm. when you know that going in, it, it is of great value. Yeah. No, I, I think, uh, again, the perception to widen it just from the healthcare provider perspective, I think that's brilliant as well. Uh, again, trinityschool.org. Um, and there's, again, a lecture on demand by Dr. Frisch, as well as, again, the new program opening up February 6th. Oh, there's the one on bioindividuality. How to access, assess your client's unique metabolic needs. And you've got some great background to present this. Uh, Todd's doing amazing work. And I'm so glad you've aligned with Trinity on this. I have the same sense about the body, mind, spirit connectivity, as well as the sincerity, uh, the passion with which the family, Julie, you know, following on from her father's intent to bring health freedom to the fore here in America and around the world now, as we have people from all over the world come to the Health Freedom Expos. And by the way, the, the Trinity Health Freedom Expo is going to have the virtual uh, redo, if you will. But more than that, there'll be additional lectures and we're going to have some live panel discussions. And that's happening February 18th and 19th of 2023. And even if you were there with us, you couldn't see everything because there were simultaneous lectures as well. So Absolutely. whether you were there or not, get in on this. And we'll always have links to it. But if you go to trinityschool.org, or in this case, trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com, you'll have access, and it's very reasonable. You'll have three months of access to all of the lectures. Through the Whova app, you'll have interaction with the attendees as well as other lecturers that do respond on that little app, talk about an app. Uh, and also now as we talk about this new app uh, of Why the Face app, uh, in addition, I mean, you know, if you want to get the book and start studying it, you'll see what the value is in this. Uh, but having an app makes it even more accessible and usable. Uh, just again, efficiency is everything for a lot of people today. And uh, they probably won't have to take the decades and decades that you took to get what you've gotten. So it's a great yeah, gift that yeah. you're giving to everybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it is a culmination of four decades of uh, of my life. But I had, I've always had such a thirst for knowledge. Uh, when I was, I think I was 13, my mom, we were, we didn't have any money. My mom raised three boys on working in a dress shop. Um, and she's, well, what would you like for Christmas? And I'd, I said to her, I, I'd like the complete works of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And she looked at me like, well, what? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I just, I watched Basil Rathbone playing um, Sherlock Holmes as a little kid in black and white TV. And it was a black and white uh, movie, but I was mm -hmm. always fascinated by 
by Holmes and his ability to see what no one else saw. And I thought, well, that's kind of a cool thing. And uh, that was the, didn't realize at age 13, that, and I, I just plowed through that book. I loved it. Mm -hmm. You know, here all these years later, um, I, that's what I do for a living. I look at and see what other people don't see, which mm -hmm. I think is of great value. So, Dr. Frisch, now we have people in the audience going, I want somebody to look at my face and, yeah. and analyze it, right? <clears throat> You're yeah. a busy guy. You're probably not set up to do that as much as you did, or maybe. I don't know. But you mentioned your daughter is excellent at it. You've probably trained a number of people around the country, yeah. around the world. So how yep. is it that people can tap into this? Maybe that's their step to then want to learn to do it themselves. But I think it's perfectly yeah. reasonable. Like you did, you gave me an experience like that. Go, not that I was doubting you because I've met you and I know what you're doing. It's fantastic. But for those that are like, oh, well, let me see what this is. It. Let me test drive it, right? Yeah. Who would they reach out to? How would they find somebody to do this? You know, until until we get uh, a team of people, there there's probably 40, 50 people out there that really have locked in on this. Mm -hmm. uh, they're all part of our, I, I invented a, my wife gained some weight with menopause and lost her mind <laughs> and uh, um, came to me and said, you help everybody, but you're not helping me. And I go, oh, there's nothing wrong. And she's like, ah, you know, I gained some weight with menopause. I hate weight loss programs. I, they're, they're, they're not. And they're, they're seedy, uh, to say the least. And now it's my wife I love dearly. And so I kind of looked at it. And so I built a, um, ended up having a homeopathic formula that I uh, put together called Shape Reclaimed. And so we have about six, uh, 550, 600 shape practitioners across the nation. And I taught uh, facial diagnosis to that group. So many of them have jumped on board so uh, mm -hmm. go to shape reclaimed.com um, and you can kind okay. of see some of us but yeah reclaimed.com i want to make sure that's linked up in the notes today and we can have everybody access it shapereclaimed.com i think that's yep. it all right yep. good super dingo we'll find it so. so it's a it's a practitioner monitored um program was built as a weight loss program, but then all the miracles start happening. You know what happens when people get rid of toxic weight? That that weight is inflammatory. It's it's um, toxic. It's immunosuppressive. And the miracles we started seeing as a result of that um, was the genesis of why I had a. She Linda forced me to start teaching facial diagnosis, which I didn't think I could do. And of mm. course, I ended up like and I did and ended up writing a book. So they all mm. kind of went together. Um, uh, so, but again, you can just contact me if you want a facial reading and I, I can do it. It's very inexpensive. If you just want a reading, okay. it's a hundred bucks. If you want me to, um, physically, uh, go over it with you verbally, it's 200 bucks. So, okay. um, um, there may be some other people out there cheaper, but I'm still the guy that, uh, you're the uh, guy, man. I mean, I'm happy to do it. I, I okay. you know, I do 10, 12 a week. Um, and, okay. you know, with this app, it used to take me an hour and a half to do a facial diagnosis. I can do it in less than 10 minutes now. It, you know, it's just, wow. it's all right. It, That's it's official. That's yeah. great. Well, news. I, I want yeah. you to have time to also go out into the wood shop and work in building. <laughs> <shop. 'Cause> I'm <laughs> working on it. <laughs> By the way, I see this amazing antique desk, roll top desk behind you. Is that like a hundred? Yeah, it is. It is a dandy. Uh, yeah. We have I, one that uh, we inherited from my, uh, on my wife's side that they had yeah. and it's a beautiful piece it's quite extraordinary and heavy as you know solid oak you know oh, it is but everybody has to have a place i i i collect quotes and i started with one of those little copies of quotes it's now three of them and I, when i read something that i think i have to put into my brain i just write it down i put it in my little cubby hole in my quotes box so i 
and Marcus Aurelius, what stands in the way becomes the way, uh, mm -hmm. you know, from my quote box. So it gives me a place to put my quote boxes. And we men have these little <clears throat> boxes in yeah, our brain. Yeah. Women, women, it's just a big ball of Yeah, no, we can compartmentalize a little better, but yeah. yeah. yeah we, we have our boxes. We have our plumbing box, and we have our mm -hmm. woodworking box, and we have our mechanic box, and, and we don't let those boxes touch. <laughs> Well, this is a this is great. I'm so uh, I so enjoy ha having you on the show. And again, the book is amazing. And if you want to experience that, I I didn't want to be so forward as to say people could reach you to get a re you know a face reading, but you volunteered for that, and everybody knows yeah, what I, they I, have I, to do to do that. Well, it, it's fine. I'm not pushing for it. I, yeah. But look, if you can make a difference, I think it's, it's share something very quick. Um, I had a mentor once that. Uh, um, I was young, again, brilliant again. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he said, you as, you as a physician, you're going to go through three phases in your life. And the, the first phase is uh, survival. And we don't come out busy. You know, we, we have to hone our trade and help people and they'll refer. Mm -hmm. He said, now, the second phase you're going to go through is, uh, is success. And I remember thinking as a young doctor, what's better than success? And uh, he, he let that pregnant pause be there. And he says, you're all wondering what's better than success. And he says the last S is significance. I, I, I want I want physicians to be significant in the lives of their of their patients. Um, I've met many miserable, successful people. I've never mm. met anybody that was significant that was miserable. Mm. So, yeah. I, you know, I I'm, I want uh, I want to be significant. <laughs> Well, you are, my friend, to me, you are, and uh, a lot of the audience here and those that know you and those that are yet to know you and are just meeting you, I probably think the same are going, Ooh, I want to, I want to go further with this. And, uh, thanks for taking the risk and putting that app together. I want to see that succeed as well for those that want to utilize that Absolutely. more regularly. And, and you're saying how it, uh, cut the time, uh, commitment down significantly. Again, efficiency is everything. When people say, is it worth it to do? Well, that level of efficiency sounds very well worth it as people mm -hmm. are going to integrate uh, this facial, uh, for lack of a better way, say a diagnostic, diagnostic technique, you know, but mm -hmm. it's so far beyond that as well. And I, you know, again, appreciate what you're doing. I don't know how you survive the winters in Wisconsin, though, but uh, that shows how tough you are. Hey, uh, when it starts to snow, I get giddy as a little kid. I just, I can't wait for the snow to come tonight. So <laughs> I'll All be right. ready for more. My hot tub watching it snow. All right. Excellent. Well, uh, any other events coming up besides, of course, the virtual uh, Health Freedom Expo, which will, you know, you can do from your comfort of your own home. Uh, do you have any other events or speaking uh, engagements coming up in the new year? You know, I don't think if, uh, yeah, in the new year, I've got some things going. Our Shape Symposium will be in um, end of uh, end of March, early April. Uh, I'll probably, I get asked to speak a lot. I, I, you do too. Uh, yeah. So uh, nothing on, on the radar that right now. Pop up, but tell me briefly then about the SHAPE Symposium. That's not something I'm familiar <clears> with. Well, that, that's for practitioners only. We, it's okay. a training for our SHAPE family of practitioners. And we're, we're very um, uh, relational as a company. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, don't, we don't like numbers. We like people. <laughs> and yeah. when, when we, when you enter our life, your family, and uh, we try to uh, to help you understand that we're trying to make a difference in this world, trying to be significant, and uh, and it it it's it, it's it's pretty cool to see some of the miracles happen. Uh, my successes, Robert, were so greater than my clinical abilities that I I never understood it other than it had to be a God thing, you know. I I, I don't know. Homeopathy is the same thing. How's that stuff work? You know, I remember studying and going, "This is ridiculous," and then I started. 
treating patient with it. I go, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and then people got well, and they, I go, I act like I knew what I was doing. And, and yet I was clueless as how they got better. But, you know, yeah. if, if you treat with your heart first and your head second, you're going you're gonna to do great as a physician. Well, and, and that's got to be a challenge for you and, and your great mind that wants to engage in everything. And, and to your credit, that you would allow that observation to go beyond the mind's ability to explain what just happened, to witness yep. it and say, all right, I, you know, I'm not going to question it. I'd like to know more about it, but it happened and it's happening and it keeps happening. At a certain point, you go, all right, but we just got to go with it. And, it, and yep. you watch all yep. the wondrous things that happen. Yep, absolutely true. Uh, again, I give it up to God. It's a pretty cool thing. Well, Dr. Todd Frisch, God bless you, my friend, and so good to have you on the show finally. Oh, such a pleasure. Such we a should pleasure. do a, a follow-up maybe closer to the time that your uh, your course launches with Trinity, just as a reminder. Happy to do it. And okay. Get, if you get some people, we'll just do some people live. That'd be fun. You want to do someone live? Oh, oh yeah. I, I think it'd be cool. All right. Hey, I volunteer Super Don if he's up for it next time. <laughs> I'm a humble and lovable producer. They'll love to know about Super Don. Yeah. Um, might be, is he hiding? Oh, there he is. Super D. Look at him. But you can't see him with all of the hair and the beard. I mean, I don't know how he <laughs> yeah. And the ears are covered by the Hey, head. I'm game. I'll, I'll do it next time. You'll do it? Okay. Yeah. All right. No, that'll yeah. be fun. So we'll put we'll put a date like around fe early February when this uh, new, uh, new course launches with Trinity. I'm in. Very cool. Well, and, and say thanks to your daughter for doing this great work with the book as well. I, I, will, I will share it with her. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you so much and a lot of fun, a lot of healing yet to happen. And Todd's helping a lot of people to get there more efficiently. And I'm so grateful for that. Thank you again. Absolutely. Pleasure being here. Thank you. Bro. All right. This is, you know, this is why I love doing this. We connect with some of the most awesome people. And, and, and you know what? The awesomeness that they acknowledge is the awesomeness of creation. And um, you recognize that you know, there's only so much we can do, even with a brilliant mind. There's something more, that plus factor, that connection to the divine, as I always talk about. Now, I grant you, not that I'm granting you that, but uh, yeah, we have been granted the freedom to experience it in unique and different ways. So uh, if we have a lot, you know, language uh, barriers or belief barriers, recognize, I hope, and I pray that you recognize the spirit with which we bring this information forward. And I appreciate Dr. Michael Carlfeld today, as well as uh, Dr. Todd Frisch, great, great show, really amazing. And, and go back and listen and share it. And uh, just a brief announcement again, our next AMA, that's our Ask Me Anything for our patron subscribers. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. It's as little as five bucks a month. It's going to be the 27th of December, and it'll be a Tuesday right after Christmas. Uh, my son's 23rd birthday, we're going to do that. And it'll be uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. So figure out what time zone you're on. We even have people from Europe that join us sometimes. It's middle of the night then, but we sometimes flip-flop between a Saturday and a weekday, but this time's the weekday. So uh, plan on being there for that. And we're going to do a special invitation for those of you who have uh, donated uh, and supported us to get these uh, technological upgrades here on the Robert Scott Bell Show uh, to be part of the next AMA, hopefully further in advance so you can get heads up and clear your schedule that week. Anyway, with that, let's take a pause and uh, be back 60 seconds from now for the uh, bonus round. Because the power to heal is yours. All right, bonus round commences. What do I have here? Oh my gosh, this is not what I expected. 
I just got delivered an organic. Let's see what's in this. Ooh, chocolate chip, banana nut muffin, fresh from the oven, melted pastured butter in the middle of it. Super D. Look at this. Ooh, it's beautiful. And uh, I'm going to do the Cardinal. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Cardinal sin is I'm going to eat this while on the air because technically we're in the bonus round, so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> you could do whatever you want uh, anytime. Sure mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We could watch Fair you enough. eat muffins for two hours. Mm -hmm. Call me fire muffins. Face. I don't mind. Fireface. Tree and fireface. We'll find out what you are next time. That'll be <laughs> awesome. So it's... Is that better than bucket face? That, that well, almost yeah, sounds like a bigger insult. Than, hey, bucket face. I know bucket face doesn't sound great. Fire face. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Todd was great. Funny, funny face. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, good stuff. Mm -mm -mm. Anyway, you didn't have okay, much. To do there was today. a poll question today. Oh, yeah. Speaking of eating. Oh, yeah. Is it an eating one? And uh, I think you'll be proud of me because yeah, wow. I figured out a way to ask a holiday question mm -hmm. that incorporated everybody well i don't know did you mention latkes no well you thought well you did well you, you did mention latkes holy crap yeah, thank you very much oh my gosh i you did i was just joking thank you, you know i i just don't get you. any appreciation around here well i'm gonna appreciate just that. Assumed I, can't that, that. I was still being gonna be anti-semitic here right <laughs> i just i couldn't <laughs> figure out how to be inclusive Look at that you got All ham, right. turkey, so lock. What will you be feasting at your holiday dinner? Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, there could be a combination of things here, but you had mm -hmm. to pick one. Okay. So holiday dinner. See, I didn't say Christmas dinner. I said mm -hmm. holiday dinner. Ho, ho, ho. So the choice is ham, turkey, latkes. Latkes. Yeah. I, nice I, I had to look it up to see what that was. I am uh, you know, this one here, I was kind of like tamales, really? Tamales? Mm -hmm. I don't know, but you got Mexicans that... To yeah. celebrate, uh, right? You know, of course, there's lots of things to choose from. Uh, fish. Some some people might have. Uh, excuse me, holiday fish. Mm -hmm. um, it's a war on Christmas in this show today. Something. Else. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, something else or not sure. Hmm. So, what do you think, Robert Scabell, was the winner or is the winner so far hmm. on the uh, poll of the day? Wow, I, like I said, I'm so impressed. You're not getting any street cred. You got cred here, man. I'm impressed with this list. Um, let's see, tamales, tamales, fish, something else, not sure. Ham, turkey. Well, hmm. Well, I'm thinking in terms of the majority of people in this audience probably do some kind of Christmassy thing. So probably ham will be number one. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, go even further here. What do you think is the one that has the least? Oh, okay. Um, does that something else? I'm not sure. Don't count. Okay. So it has to be of the food of mm. food. Yeah. I'm looking so at it now. Ham is going to be number one. Okay. Which one will be the least? Um, between latkes and tamales. Really? Well, okay. Yeah, percentage wise. Well, pick one. Pick one. <sighs> tamales. Tamales. All right. So ham is, is, is first. Mm -hmm. Tamales. Will be last. Let's mm -hmm. see, what, see what we got here. We've got this one's a hard one to figure out. Could be way off. Turkey's number Turkey one. Is number now, one. I just thought Thanksgiving people switch over to ham on and fish. Fish was the lowest. Is oh. the lowest. Oh, we so just had salmon yesterday. Holiday so. turkeys versus holiday fish. 
Now, I want to show you, though. I, mean, I want to point out here. Look that at the number of latkes going to be eaten. Look at the latkes there. And, yeah. and not even that. How about tamales? Have you ever heard of holiday tamales? I have. I have. You have? Really? Christmas tamales. I, I know some Christmas people from Mexico. Tamales. Yeah. Okay. I, I dig it. I was, not, I, I was not familiar with that one, but apparently there's uh, 10%. Or you said you forgot beef ribs. Well, you know, here's the thing. There's probably a thousand different possibilities of types of food that people... We had, uh, well, it wasn't Christmas, mm -hmm. uh, Thanksgiving. We had enchiladas when, when Thanksgiving right. years ago. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Cultural but, um, appropriator. I know. Right. I did not wear a sombrero and a big mustache <laughs> when I did it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess you're okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, kind of a yeah. fun poll there. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Good show today. Seriously, we have some quality guests, quality discussions, and I'm really excited about that regenerative, uh, what we call that webinar. What is it called? Uh, online discussion. What do they call those things? The uh, summits. Electron demand. Or no, 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 the regenerative summit. That I oh yeah, yeah yeah right. So if you yeah, missed the that, uh, the banners in the show notes, it's yeah. the um, it is the. You have it there, yeah. What the heck is it called here? Regenerative something. Oh, that's right. That was in the first hour. Yeah. Yes. The Regenerative regenerative Medicine Summit. Yeah. Nice. Sign up there. And there will be an email going out probably next week. Okay. Diana says tamales are a tradition for Christmas in Hispanic households. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I learned right. Well, that. I'm not Hispanic, so. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, it's interesting because, <laughs> you know, I do have Italian heritage. Yeah. And you know the Italians, they do, they don't get any respect. Why not? I mean, as far as, as far as culture goes, okay. Because they're not white, quiet. They're not Caucasian, mm -hmm. but Latin. they're not accepted in the Hispanic or Latino um, um, communities either. Okay, they're kind of like the middle child of of of, of cultures. Uh, that you just you know you're not you're not Hispanic you're not a Latino you're not uh, you're not a Caucasian well, I don't even know what you are you're, you're European I guess you get you get you get the European um, umbrella you are yeah. soul and you exist because God loves you how's that you don't need no stinking badges no badges no right. stinking badges yeah. anyway collectivism over overrated anyway uh, let's get a message what is it here. Mm -hmm. What is the message? In Hispanic. What? Where did that come from? I don't know. Where did the comment about a uh, Hispanic? Uh, oh, that was uh, in our chat room. Yeah, that was Diana in our chat room. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you get ding distracted? All right. So I, I got a message from my wife. Okay. <laughs> I'm like in the twilight zone right now. At the moment. I'm wife. thinking she's going to be saying something about the, the Christmas tree that she just got. Okay. And instead it says in Hispanic culture, tamales are traditionally served on Christmas. Mm -hmm. Hence why I always buy some from my tamale lady. Okay. My wife is listening to the show. See, you're not the only one. She, that has a wife the show. she can the hear show. me through the door of the office here. I don't know. Either way, but hey, that that's totally cool. blew that, that, that like really messed with my brain there because you started said something that somebody else said, and then uh -huh. she was saying something similar to it. And I'm just like, I love that. See, super deep. Wow. This is the thing. My wife, I'm used to her texting me during the show. 
occasionally it's like to tell me, Hey, you moron, you forgot to, you know, something like that. That's so, that's so messed me up. You're not used to that because you're right. If you get a message from your wife, you're thinking, Oh my gosh, I got to take care of something as opposed to, let me give you some insight about what you're talking about right now on the show. Okay. Love that. Way to go. (laughs) Leslie has a question. Is the new episode available to listen and download? Not yet. I'll be putting that out this afternoon. I, uh, it took a bit more editing on this episode. Um, the other for Leslie's uh, new episode, this is going to be why this is going to be about why they RV. Why, why in the heck are these people in an RV? And that's what this episode is going to be. But there's quite a bit more editing on this uh, episode than, Mm. than I was expecting. Okay. Which I'm not complaining. So don't, don't say you're sorry, Leslie. I know you're typing right now. You'd be like, Oh, I'm so So, sorry. Don't be sorry. It's okay. Um, I just didn't have a chance to get to it, uh, this morning because of everything Mm -hmm. else that was going on. So I'll get it out this afternoon. And oh, then Diane, I have the there, first episode of yeah. um, the Polish girl, the Polish dude and the preacher girl. Yes. Polish dude and the preacher girl. No, no, that's reverse. Scratch that. Reverse that. So uh, there's Leslie. Well, well, there it is. Yeah. The state there's, of there's this, one, this one will be coming out on a Thursday. I just got the, uh, got the, the audio for that and I'll be working on that as well. Yeah. I just got a link to Instagram. They have an Instagram, uh, uh, I guess, whatever you call it, an IG uh, identity for the preacher and the Polish girl now. So mm-hmm. if you're on IG, follow that. Uh, Diane says, when we were talking about Girl Scouts earlier, and you said bluebirds, there's also brownies. There is brownies. That's true. Younger Girl Scouts. I forgot about the brownies. I don't care if they're bluebirds, brownies, or Girl Scouts. Stop selling GMO cookies and stop promoting 5G. That's not good. Not good. Bah humbug, I know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Oh, Ula says she's got a Facebook page too. All right. Hmm. Wow. You know, I think it's like a race going on between Ula and uh, and Leslie. Here. Leslie. Oh, and our friend Don says there's something called Sledzy pickled herring for the Polish people at Christmas time. How come Ula didn't tell us about that? Sledzy. I, yeah, I haven't heard anything about right. Sledzy yet. Sledzy. You Sledzy. Ride it, it, right. Pickled herring. Interesting. Lovely. All right. Well, it's got a good Omega profile, I think. <sighs> All right. What else? Uh, I think I've got to connect at the bottom of the hour. Uh, That's, that is true. Donna, Donna Gates on her podcast. We're going to do a pre-record. We'll let you know when that airs. And um, tomorrow, uh, I don't know if Ty's going to be on or not yet. We uh, we hadn't heard back. I haven't asked, but I'll find okay, out. Okay, we'll find out. And also, let's see, calendar-wise, uh, guests coming up. Uh, do we have any insights on uh, tomorrow or the next day? Well, let's see. Ooh, uh, Sharp. Jennifer, Jennifer Sharp, Sharp will be on Atlantic tomorrow. I interviewed her at the uh, National Health Freedom uh, Coalition. The, uh, the yes, yeah, you had her on live at the event. Yeah, that was yep. the Congress, the Congress we did. And I'm cool. anxious to hear how she's been doing. She's just a sweetheart. I really enjoy her. I, I just have a great affection for her uh, and her willingness to come into an arena and people she had never met. Uh, and, and, you know, kind of, kind of vulnerable situation, putting your movie out like that. And, you know, also we learned a lot about how to listen to people and watch and observe. And so I'm just excited to have her back on the show. Jennifer Sharp coming back tomorrow with her movie anecdotals movie, and we'll have linked. And I think she gave us some possibilities for little trailers we can show on the mm-hmm. show. tomorrow. Yeah, she yeah. did. Yeah. yeah there'll yeah. be some clips. Right. And then, Oh, Jeffrey Smith, our buddy on Thursday, along with Jonathan E. Mort. Yep. So we, we're, we're loaded. And then Friday's a travel day. Accordingly, we may pre-record it, maybe an encore, uh, cause we got a trip down into, uh, Southern California, San Diego area. There's gonna be a lot of cool stuff happening. I'm looking forward to broadcasting the show 
with the Pacific Ocean at my back. Maybe you guys can see that next next week. Could happen. So with that, shall we take a pause? Anything else we forgot to mention? I think that's it. Okay. Um, just uh, we didn't mention anything about Foley and PX today. We want to make sure people, oh, make yeah. sure people know Thank about you. that. Yes, yes, yes. My mom started taking it. Uh, Baybury sent her some, and it's a, again a supercharged antioxidant, Chernobyl level, counteracting all kinds of nasties, uh, including things that carry radiation signatures. So I would say this is a very important formula to tap into. And you can go to folium, F-O-L-I-U-M-P-X dot com. And I know that Kevin's working on scheduling uh, some some folks that have had experiences with it, both mm-hmm. practitioners and people who have benefited uh, from it. So we'll be able to share some more stories of healing and empowerment uh, with you. So that's and, coming up. Uh, we don't have time to do this because you do need to connect uh, mm-hmm. on the thing. But I want to give a shout out uh, to one of our uh, listeners. Mm-hmm. Who wrote in today okay. to me per- personally this morning? Yeah. Uh, wanting wanting us to talk about the flat Earth. Is she going to remain nameless? Uh, it's Nancy. We'll, we'll just say it's Nancy. Her name is Nancy. Okay. Um. And and uh, I, I wanted to have a little fun with that today, but we don't have time, so we'll bring oh. it up tomorrow. But okay. she, I know she's listening. Okay. Or will be uh, later. Well, and and, and so, a shout out to her because she is an absolute gem, supports the absolutely. show. She, she has donated for us to help the technological upgrades that we're still getting there. I'm cl- getting close to what we need here. So thank you for that as well. We appreciate you. And uh, also want to invite you, uh, even if you're not a patron, those of you who have uh, donated. And if you don't hear from us uh, about the uh, AMA on the 27th, I want you to be able to participate. Yes. Some people don't so want that would be favorite. Nancy and and several other people. We'll yeah. we'll uh, we'll we'll bring it up again specifically so people know who we're talking yeah. about. But you know who you are. Yeah, we want to thank you as well. And Nancy specifically, Robert, uh, it was her her uh, donation that mm-hmm. has gone towards the uh, the camera that you're oh, going to be installing right. over there in the uh, the chair for just, the after for the yeah. after show yeah. chat. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I need to. I'm getting close. I've, I've got to <laughs> figure out how to. See the microphone thing. I'm not sure about. I know it's built into that, but because well, we, we, we just the, we need to test it. We yeah. run the audio through the board. That's different, and the the, the, and the camera doesn't go through the board. Yep. So I'm just like, we, but we're there. We're getting there. We'll we're figure it out. There. We'll figure it out. All right, let's pause. We'll be back. Uh, God willing, less than 22 hours from now. And uh, thank you all for being here. And Super D, great job behind yeah. the scenes and now in front of the scenes. Thank you. And thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. You guys have a great day. I wonder if you're a bucket face. Yeah, whatever.